7 o'clock. You know where your freedom is? Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an easy idea. Only macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide, where I am not shocked, but sickened. That's how this week is going, everybody. And, of course, joining me, as always, on the program, Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C. Hello there. Hi. I'm not shocked, and I am sickened. Yeah. Yeah. Physically, physically ill. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I feel, uh, you know, a deep scar on my psyche as an American at this moment. You know, Ken, when we did the show on Friday, we knew some of this stuff was coming down. But yeah. listening and watching what happened Saturday, Sunday, yesterday, mm-hmm. and today, maybe I am shocked. Actually, I want to take that back. I I am shocked and sickened. Yeah. It's it's as bad as I feared that it would be once he got elected. Sure, and, and that's why I'm not shocked. You know, because uh, you know, uh, I, I we tried to warn people, but no, they wanted their uh, they wanted their fucking stupid uh, reality star blowhard racist shitbag in the White House, and you, there you go. You got them. You're reaping your awards, you freaks. Um, but uh, and of course, uh, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. How are you? I, for one, am not shocked. Yeah, but I'm pissed. Oh yeah, I'm I'm living. And um, yeah, my wife threw all our flags out. Well, oh, wow. you didn't you didn't hug him like an like a like a large incontinent incontinent child. Nope, they're in the recycle bin. Mm. Oh my god! She figures the whole country's being recycled, so might as well recycle the flag. I'm telling you what, <clears throat> this mm. is um, this is some dark, 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 dark shit going on mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. and you know, and and I I the, I guess maybe I thought. The only the only thing that uh, that surprises me maybe a little bit is that some conservatives didn't grow a conscience sooner than this. But I should have realized because you know they have no souls. They're not they're not the Christians they claim to be. They're not you know decent moral people. They don't care about families. Um, you know uh, so and and now. And now just this just broke. This just broke before we started. So I don't know. Not not all of you may have heard this yet. I just posted it uh, about ten minutes ago on Facebook. I'm going to play you a clip from. Uh, uh, you know, we've gotten some blowback from the United Nations on human rights, right? 
So uh, Nikki Haley just made an announcement, everybody. It's one year ago, I traveled to the United Nations Human Rights Council in Geneva. On that occasion, I outlined the U.S. priorities for advancing human rights. And I declared our intent to remain a part of the Human Rights Council if essential reforms were achieved. These reforms were needed in order to make the Council a serious advocate for human rights. For too long, the Human Rights Council has been a protector of human rights abusers and a cesspool of political bias. Regrettably, it is now clear that our call for reform was not heeded. Human rights abusers continue to serve on and be elected to the Council. Well, there's one the less now. The world's most inhumane regimes continue to escape scrutiny. And the Council continues politicizing and scapegoating of countries with positive human rights records in an attempt to distract from the abusers in their ranks. Therefore, as we said we would do a year ago, if we did not see any progress, the United States is officially withdrawing from the UN Human Rights Council. In doing so, I want to make it crystal clear that this step is not a retreat from human rights commitments. <laughs> On the contrary, we take this step because our commitment does not allow us to remain a part of a hypocritical and self-serving organization that makes a mockery of human rights. Wow, it's almost like they're talking about the Trump administration. You know, yeah. it's almost like she's talking about them. Mm -hmm. Oh, we didn't make this decision lightly. Oh, fuck you, you made this decision as light as you possibly could. You know, and and Cat pointed out in the chat room, it's because of the because of uh, their they think they treat Israel poorly, and now they've gone after the the Trump administration over these internment camps for children, concentration mm -hmm. camps for children. It's mm -hmm. exactly right. Mm. Exactly right. In Israel has been one of the worst human rights abusers on the planet. Oh, Scott, Joe got a little Skyped out there. Are you guys of the Yeah, yeah, Joe just got Skyped yeah. out for a second. It's okay. C continue. Oh, okay. Start over a little bit there, Joe. Oh, I was saying that, that uh, Israel is one of the most uh, uh, violent uh, human rights abusers on the face of the planet. Yeah. And just because we, we uh, the, the United Nations calls them out, on it, and they're not sycophants like uh, Donald Trump to Bibi Netanyahu. Mm -hmm. um, this is the result, you know. Then they're they're mean to us. They're mean to us. Well, look what's going on in Gaza. Look at the illegal settlements. Look at all the things they did. Israel has done to violate the human rights of Palestinians. Yeah, and now it's come home to roost. Well, look at yeah. all the human rights violations that we're doing to people from South America. Exactly. I, mm -hmm. The you know the and that was that basically you know you know that Trump threw a tantrum. Africa. Yeah, you know that Trump finally threw threw the, a big enough shit fit that Haley had no choice if she wanted to keep that job, and obviously she she doesn't care about human rights. She would have. You know, I, I mean, this is this is nonsense. If I she mean, cared, if she cared about human rights, she would have quit. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, the same with the the, the head of Department of Homeland Security. Mm -hmm. If that woman cared, she would quit. 
Yeah, she sold her soul I, I, a long time ago. She's like she's like a, a, another Ted Cruz. You know, of all all the shit that you know she said was was wrong and bad and awful about Trump. Now it's like, oh well, I can roll over for this. I might get a job out of it. You know, and tell me Ted Cruz now saying that he wants to draft legislation that'll reunite families in just that issue. Tell me that doesn't have anything to do with his uh, his poll numbers in uh, in his hopes for reelection. Yeah, he is scared to lose to Beta O'Rourke. Yeah. Yes. I guess the thing that makes me so disgusted with Ted Cruz and there might be two other Republicans, maybe two, is that the only reason why they're doing anything is because they don't want to lose their seats. They don't they have not given one damn shit about human rights, international human rights. I I can't even I I know the people listening to the show People in our chat room know what I'm saying, but anybody else who's listening to this show, this is about international law being broken yeah. by this administration. Yeah. I'm going to take a deep breath. Well, I, I want to play this. For for all conservatives out there who didn't know who Donald Trump was, I have, I have three clips. It, you know, and one from the beginning of the campaign and throughout. One from last year and one from a month ago. It, for all of you who are all of a sudden shocked, oh my goodness, how could Trump do that? Why would he split up families? Well, here's a little montage of how Trump spoke about um, the immigrants from the southern border. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists, and some, I assume, are good people. We have a tremendous danger on the border. I'm going to get the bad ones out. The, the hardworking, peaceful, yeah. undocumented uh, immigrants here. Illegal the, immigrants. Ill- are the, we talking about the illegal? The heroin problem comes right over the it's southern border. Illegal. Not going to happen anymore. The first thing I need is a wall. We're building the wall, believe me. It's not going to be a wall that they just climb up. We have a nice, strong border. We have a nice, beautiful wall. No, we're building the wall. And Mexico is going to pay for the wall. How are you going to make them pay for the wall? I will. And the wall just got 10 feet taller. The wall just got 10 feet higher. The wall just got 10 feet higher. Now, well, we know what the wall is now, and then the wall is um, a wall of white nationalism. It's a, it's it's a figurative wall, and making Mexico or anybody from South America pay for it because it's obviously you know it's not just Mexico that sends. And I'm sorry, they don't send anybody across the border. They might send them fleeing for their lives because their governments are shit and their towns are being overrun by cartels. By the way, that we have a great hand in propping up thanks to our foreign policy. And, you know, Mm -hmm. and since we can't seem to legalize, uh, you know, drugs, even marijuana, um, nationally. And, you know, uh, you know, the, the failed war on drugs, And, you know, so, you know, he told us, he told us, you know, everybody, all all you Trump cultists out there, or all you former Trump cultists or wavering Trump cultists, you're on the cult if you supported him or said a goddamn nice thing about him, right? Yeah. And he told you right there, and that wall is white nationalism, and every supporter of Trump is a white nationalist. There's no fucking argument about that anymore because of what's going on right now and the defense 
of this, which we'll get to. I, and I have people from the left and the right rail against this. One very surprising one, who a guy I'd never heard of, but has a very interesting connection to the Trumps. But I want to play you from 2017. John Kelly with Wolf Blitzer. He said, he told you what was coming, Cruz. If you get some young kids who are coming in, managed to sneak into the United States with their parents, our Department of Homeland Security personnel going to separate the children from their moms and dads. We, we have tremendous experience in dealing with unaccompanied minors. Uh, we turn them over to HHS, uh, and they do a very, very good job of either putting them in kind of foster care or linking them up with parents or family members in the United States. Yes, I am considering, in order to deter uh, more movement along this terribly dangerous network, I am considering uh, exactly that. They will be well cared for as we deal with their parents. But you understand how that looks to the average person uh, who is... You it's know, more important to me, Wolf, to, to try to keep people off of this awful network. God damn it. Well, to keep them off of off of the the dangerous, dangerous, off the terrible network. Well, they're trying to escape even worse scenarios. They have a greater chance of survival uh, in many instances if they come to the border. And you know, yeah, there's the coyotes and there's the human traffickers, and I'm not fucking for them, and I'm not for MS13 or any of that. You know, any of those assholes. You know, I don't want nuance to understand how bad this is. Yeah. And how how great the breadth of this situation is. Kenny, that situation happened when all those kids were coming across the border. Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State at the time. Yeah. And there were unaccompanied children that were coming across the border. And and when I, I think about it, and I remember thinking about it at the time, these are parents who were so desperate to make sure that their children could live that they gave their children up to America. Yeah. You know, to to the you know, look at the Statue of Liberty. I'm I know I might be kind of being hyper but I'm You're not. They gave their children up and they said go to America so you can live because we're not going to be able to live here with you. Mhm. And John Kelly said last year we got to stop this. Yeah, These over over a year ago, I believe that was from last April. He said that. So, you know, Ted Cruz, oh. he had fourteen months to get something Ted done. Ted Cruz could have done something then. Yes. And all of a sudden, you know, I mean, well, in in Joe, Ted Cruz could have done something last month. He could have drafted this this bill because. Uh, this is what Jeff Sessions said last month. The Department of Homeland Security is now referring 100% of illegal southwest border crossings to the Department of Justice for prosecution. And the Department of Justice will take up these cases. I, pu- I have put in place a zero tolerance policy for illegal entry uh, on our southwest border. If you Oh, I, I just want to mentioned that jeff sessions just said he was putting in place a zero tolerance policy mm-hmm. for all you dipshits who are like well it's democrats folks no changing the law fuck you your boy just said it you cross the border unlawfully then we will prosecute you it's that simple if you smuggle illegal aliens across our border then we will prosecute you 
If you are smuggling a child, then we will prosecute you. And that child may be separated from you as required by law. Oh, not may. Will. Will. Can we just... Can we just hold on for one minute? Sure. I want to get Joe in on this too, though. If you smuggle a child illegally, we will prosecute you. After he said, if you're bringing in kids that are not your children. Mm Mm-hmm. And the other thing, these people are not coming in illegally. They're coming through ports of entry. They're seeking asylum, which is international law, as well as... United States law. And there, the, the ports of entry aren't even letting people in. I saw, I was watching yeah. um, MSNBC, I think. Um, I don't know, if, or maybe it was CNN. I don't know. But there was, uh, Joe, I don't know if you saw this, but the, there was a guy from, you know, one of the networks at one of these ports of entry. And there were families lined up, mostly women and kids. And, you know, they're all lined up and they're like, have they seen anybody today for an interview for, for, you know, um, for, uh, uh, why can't I think of the word amnesty, not amnesty, but, um, not asylum. What what's the the word? Um, why can't I think of the word? Uh, but anyway, you know, they, they weren't interviewing people for, you know, for admission to the U S yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think, yeah, it's an asylum, it's an asylum interview that they get. Yeah. They're supposed to have by law, but they have to wait at a port of entry to get to to get that according to the law. What's happening at the port of entry is, yeah, I, I watched it on MSNBC today. What's happening is that they're so backed up. There's hundreds and hundreds of people at ports of entry that they're there weeks and weeks, yeah, and are told there's no room, there's no room, and they're turned turned away. So what they do is they find a way to get in between the ports of entry over the border, find a patrol officer, a, uh, a border border patrol, and turn themselves in. Yeah. Now, that's a misdemeanor. And it's at the discretion of the law enforcement whether to prosecute these people or not. When he said zero tolerance, 100% prosecution, that's the policy. Yes. Not more. That's the policy. Because they have wide discretion on who they prosecute mm-hmm. and who they don't. And the problem here, my friends, is that they've decided to prosecute everyone. Yeah. You know, the other problem is, because just based on what Joe just said, it's the policy. The policy. And so every person who has discretion who chooses to follow Trump administration policy, they are no better, in my view at this point, as the same Germans who said, I was just following the law. Yeah, I was only following orders. Yeah. I. This has been a really hard couple of days, guys. It has. It has. And, you know, and then... I know uh, we we didn't play this last week, but I, I mean uh, my my fucking jaw hit the floor when I saw this. Uh, Jeff Sessions, well, wh- wh- how, how are you going to justify this, Sessions? I thought I'd take a little bit of digression here to. Oh, and I'm going to pause right now because this is in response to people like Franklin Graham and other evangelicals who are so upset about this. 
They're so upset. Oh my goodness. Let Where are my pearls to clutch? Well, you fucking threw them away when you voted for Donald Trump, so you got no fucking shoulder to cry on, okay? He's your uh-huh. racist. He's your white nationalist. He's your birther, you stupid fuckers. You did this to yourselves. You did this to those kids. So anyway, Sessions has a biblical justification for all the crazy fundies who uh, voted for Trump. I thought I'd take a little bit of digression here to uh, discuss some concerns raised by our church friends about separation of families. Many of the criticisms raised in recent days are not fair, not logical, and some are contrary to plain law. First, illegal entry into the United States is a crime. It should be, it must be, if you're going to have a legal system and have any limits whatsoever. Persons who violate the law of our nation are subject to prosecution. If you violate the law, you subject yourself to prosecution. And I would cite you to the Apostle Paul and his clear and wise command in Romans uh, 13 to obey the laws of the government because God has ordained the government for his purposes. Orderly and lawful process. Wait, uh, I'm I'm forgetting. Where was the American government mentioned in the Bible again? Uh, anyway, let's let him. Let's let the elf ass wipe finish up. Purposes are good in themselves. Consistent, fair application of law is in itself a good and moral thing, and that protects the weak. It protects the lawful. Mm, man. Jeez. Oh, I'd like to slap him right across his ugly mm. little mug. Seriously. He was reading from Keebler's 417. <laughs> we got to give you the rim shot for that. There you go. And, and what is also interesting, and, and Rain, I, I shared this story with you guys earlier. Um, the Methodist Church wants to kick out Jeff Sessions over this. Oh, they charged him. They charged him? The Methodist, the Methodist Church charged him with breaking Methodist church laws. Yeah, child abuse. Yes. They charged him with child abuse. It, it went just a, a step beyond. Wow. It went a step beyond being like, yeah, we're, we're unhappy with you. No, they charged him because he is a member of the Methodist church. Mm-hmm. They charged him with breaking laws of the Methodist church. I, I don't know about you all, but when your church gets pissed at you, you're really in bad shape. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know. You know, I know the Catholics don't like when people use condoms or birth control, but it's not like they're saying to any individual, yeah, we're going to charge you with breaking our church laws. The Methodist Church actually said, you're breaking our laws. We're charging you with breaking our laws. Yeah, and, you know, uh, but, you know, I'm sure there's some evil sect he can join that uh, values arrogance and stupidity over all else. Oh, wait, he's already a, a Trump cultist. Yeah. Um, this is all almost overwhelming these past few days, guys. Yeah. And <sighs> and I, I want to, again, I, I, one of the important things in all of this, oh, and I need to mention this too, just so you know, well, that didn't take long. Guess what? A four-year-old in Texas was molested, sexually assaulted by one of the guards in a Texas facility. A Texas deputy sexually assaulted undocumented immigrants child sheriff says 
uh, from June eighteenth, mm-hmm. Eric or- Ortiz. Mm-hmm. From so, what I read, it was for at least two years. Oh Jesus God! So yeah, so there you go. This is you know uh, quality quality people here in charge of uh, these kids. Um, and um, and here's one thing uh, before we go to the break, I wanna I wanna read a couple tweets from a conservative, Rick Wilson. Um, and this is from, uh, uh, yeah, this is from his Twitter feed. Uh, so, you know, all the, of course, everybody's saying, well, you know, oh, this is Republican, or I'm sorry, Democrats, they're obstructionists, they're obstructionists, they're obstructionists. They need to change the law if they don't like it. No, you just need to change your, alter your policy, just like, uh, the Bush administration and the Obama administration did. That's all. You know, yeah. you're so goddamn good at building. Why not build some facilities where these families can, you know, uh, be housed and have social workers check on them if you're that worried about them? You know, uh, so here we go. Uh, Rick Wilson at the Rick Wilson, the cheering section in the conservative media that has been screeching with joy over Trump's executive orders, his unlimited pardon power, steamrolling the rule of law, etc. Ad nauseum is strangely silent on why he, uh, why he just doesn't change family separation policy um, by diktat. And then um, he says the, these people are essentially writing daily erotic fanfic about Trump's executive power and are mute on this one. It's almost almost as they're uh, as if they're a bunch of. Uh, uh, tendentious douche holes taking pleasure in the misery and trauma of the policy the policy causes. So you know, I know Rick Wilson's been anti-Trump forever, but he's a conservative. He's a real conservative. Yeah, he is. You know, and you know, it's like seriously that, that, that it's true. You know, the the Trump cultists out there constantly, you know, like he says, writing erotic fanfic about what, you know, Lord Emperor Fat Donnie can do. You know, oh, he can do anything. He can do anything. He can do anything. Obama, the imperial president, we dares uses an executive order. But Trump, oh, well, he can pardon himself. Ooh, fancy lad. So anyway, um, Joe, any thoughts before we go to break? Yeah, I'd like to put uh, put some of his kids in a cage in a Walmart. Yeah, and see how he likes it. Yeah, Laura you know? Ingram said it was like summer camp. Put your kids in there, then asshole. Yeah, I'd like to see Eric in a cage. Of oh. Course. <laughs> oh, probably would like to be in a cage he probably, with a ball he probably, he probably go a, for it. Yeah. It's 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 not a cage. It's a it's a chain link. Um um, uh, what do you call it? a, a cl- chain link lounge? Yeah, fuck yeah. you, Steve Ducey. Oh, uh, we'll get it's to very the very similar to what they have at the universities all over yeah. the country. The lounges. Yeah, you know where students just. They were, and Ted, where are the girls, by Ted the way? Cruz the walks. Where are the girls and the babies? Where yeah. are the girls and the babies? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, but yes, yeah, student lounges like where Ted Cruz walks through in his uh, Paisley bathroom. But um, Rain, <laughs> yeah. Rain, anything you want to mention before we go to the break? No, I'm I'm with Joe. Where are the girls and the babies? Yeah, it's a huge um, question. It's a huge, my, my big, terrifying my big question. thing is, and I I've said this for a while. 
I think that the only reason why any video that you're seeing right now is being released by the government. Mm -hmm. All of it. Because media is not allowed to record. And so they are showing teenage boys, boys that are about to become teenagers. And the reason why they're showing that is because it runs right, you know, right in line with Trump's line about MS-13 and how they're all yep. rapists and criminals. We'll have Make more. no mistake yeah. about this. This is propaganda. Yeah, exactly propaganda. And we'll have more on that exact topic later from Trump's official propaganda outlet on Fox News. So, um, but man, oof, I'm fired up. Uh, we're, I'm going to try and not get too murder fisty here, but this is a serious subject, everybody. And, you know, we'll, we'll have some fun, but it's going to be on the back end of the show. Um, and, you know, I'm tr going to try not to go screaming into the night. I just can't. My blood pressure can't take it. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and hit the break. And uh, got the, the heart from Bobber coming up. So uh, that's a nice song for the nice people. Uh, we'll be right back with lots more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Occasionally I get a jerk like you here. So thank you. KennyPick.com Sunday, come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. 
We've got all brand new episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are... From the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny, you bastard! What a worth, it's showtime! It is showtime, and welcome back to it. And of course, joining me as always, uh, Joe Santorso, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hello. Hi. <laughs> yeah and <laughs> uh rain, you, huh? yeah rain from four freedoms blog in washington dc hi hi yeah i, I do want to say something quick mm-hmm. um in the chat room there's a very very fair and legitimate um discussion about religion about the methodist church and all of this stuff and um i have to say that Oh, 
you glitched out on us, Rain. Religious person, Kenny. I know that you're an atheist. Yeah. That. Um, I know, Kenny. You're an atheist. I, I, I don't care where people's religion is. Same here. I'm sort of at, I'm sort of at a point where, um, it, it doesn't. It should matter, but it doesn't matter if we're we're using religion to to admonish this new policy. Um, the bottom line is that this is not what this country was meant to be. It just yes. simply wasn't. Because we started out as a bunch of migrants who were shipped over here from England. Yeah, and people Spain. who were religiously persecuted against, too. Yeah, we... This and and I know you know there's a discussion to be had about what we did to Native Americans, and I agree with that. I'm not going to discount that, but the bottom mm -hmm. line is that this nation was built upon a bunch of migrants, and from those migrants, the colonies we used to call them colonizers, right? Mm -hmm. But they were migrants. Yeah. Those Absolutely. migrants and and their descendants came up and formed a constitution. That basically was supposed to protect and encourage people to come to America because we were supposed to be the land that accepts migrants and others. Yes. And I can't even begin to tell you how disgusted I am that what I've been seeing since he took office, but even more so these past few weeks. So I'm done. Yeah, yeah, and and my the only and I think it's perfectly uh, correct to use the faith and the tenets of that faith of the people who are in charge of this policy to turn it around on them and say, "Look, why don't you walk the walk instead of just talking the talk?" That's all we're saying here. You know, and and it's like, you know, and Kat made a good point about how people are like, oh, old law, new law versus the Old Testament and the New Testament. And Kat's a Christian. And, you know, and then but they're like, oh, well, we, we still like this part about discriminating against gays from the Old Testament. That's cool. But, you know, I, I still want shrimp and I still want polyester pants, you know, whatever. Um, you know, so. You know, they, they all seem to have some kind of justification as, you know, and that's that's what drives me crazy. It's like stick, you know, just figure out your interpretation of the Bible and stick with it. Because if, if yes. the if the church, you know, if the, the Methodist church is saying get out to one of their members, they're obviously not following the tenets of the church. You know, and, and that's all we're saying is like. You know, okay, are you or are you not? Do you or do you not believe a certain way? Or are you throwing it all out the window for Trump? And that, to me, is what's more important to them than anything. This has shown how power-hungry conservatives, conservatives are. This, The election of Trump has shown just how bloodthirsty, power-hungry, and political conservatives are. And they couldn't give two shits about any about any child they don't care about abortion they don't care about gay marriage they don't care about you know i'm sorry marriage equality they don't care about any of this stuff they just want to 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 get their dummies riled up that that mix their politics and their religion together like they they love to do 
You know, and, and that's the thing. The, you know, we on the left are for separation of church and state. They're not. They want a theocracy. And when they start doing things... Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they, 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 they say they love the Constitution, but, you know, they're, they, hold, they hold their version of faith above that. And I have no problem with whatever faith you are, but keep your chocolate out of my peanut butter, unless you're actually offering me a Reese's Cup, and I will take that. Um, but, you know... Um, but, yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing. It, it's, it's not putting anybody down for their faith i i you know i i hurt somebody's feelings very a, a good friend of ours zelda i hurt her feelings horribly one time when i made fun of the catholic church and and i apologized and i changed at that moment so this you know this is all about pointing out their hypocrisy not putting anybody down for their faith i mean when i call but you know i will put them down when they're fakes and they are fakes because they're, they've sacrificed their personal faith for the cult of trump and you know and and they they uh they're reaping their rewards right now and that's concentration camps for children and they're trying to yeah. blame they're trying to blame Democrats. I mean, they're the biggest lot of liars I've ever seen. You know, I mean, in in that that's what I love to point out too. The one most valuable lesson I ever learned in Christian school from one of my teachers was that God doesn't have a sliding scale for which sin is worse than another in the 10 commandments. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't, you know, there's no grading system on on sin. So I mean I, I'm I'm you know I I know that much, and I think that's one of the most important things to remember. So every time they utter a lie, you know, in in according to the Bible, to their Bible, in God's eyes, it's just as bad as killing somebody. Well, you know, if we're going to talk about religion, and mm. I know we're not going to, but just take a look at the Ten Commandments, They're, which they're, is yeah. to me like that. You know, forget. Methodist, Lutheran, Catholicism, Protestant, all that stuff. Just the Ten Commandments. They're how many how many of the Ten Commandments are they breaking with this policy? So for Jeff Sessions to come out and use Romans, which he misrepresented, he misrepresented the entire Romans part of the Bible. Shocker. Just Look at look at the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. And I, and to, I don't to, get it. Yeah, and to me, one of the most important things to remember, it, it, Joe, is is when when they start talking about you know, well, this is what the Bible says about you know this aspect of American life. The Bible doesn't mention America anywhere, and it certainly doesn't mention Donald Trump. I mean, this is, you know, uh, this is a factual statement, not meant to hurt anybody's feelings, but the Bible is a 2,000-year-old, or less, you know, can, depending on when certain books were written. But, you know, it, it's, it's a centuries-old Middle Eastern document that was written by people who don't know a tenth of what we know today regarding science or history or you know, uh, uh, you know, politics or anything, you know, or or you know, even humanity. Murder didn't used to be that big of a deal. That's why you know the the Ten Commandments. It's like, oh well, if you screw somebody, it's just as bad as killing somebody. 
if you lie, it's just just as bad as stealing. You know, it's just like it was just a way to you know try and in you know to me having those written down. It's like it, it was it was it was kind of an early form of government. But but Joe, I mean, you know that that's a simple fact is that America isn't part of the Bible. Well, like you, I am an atheist, so I don't um, look at these things as real documents anyway they're mm-hmm. fictions you know uh written for whatever reason probably as you said to to replace government or be a government or be a document of laws uh and antidotes to keep people in line um but just like our constitution it constantly you know our constitution is relatively brand new compared yeah. to the Bible, yet it's outdated. Sure, you know, and it doesn't it, it doesn't fit the twenty first century. I mean, in, in in its broad framing, yes, but in the specifics in 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 the document, no. Yeah, and and, uh, and I, I guess that could be be the same thing could be said for the Bible. It's it's a document written by men who felt a need. To have a legal framework to keep people in line. Yeah. It was a document written by people that was edited by men to make sure that women weren't a part of it. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, and all the, yes. I mean, but I, I get your greater point, Joe, and I, that's a really good point. It's a really good point. So, um, pressing, but it's a good point. But anyway, you know, but yeah, so I, well, I told I told Go ahead, Joe. You know, there's something we have to admit to ourselves. And and it's it's like uh you know, a friend of mine and I were talking and we were talking about um you know, what what's what's happening and 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 um you know how how could this guy become president, and how could all this be happening? And you know, I I said it's like old Cam's razor. It's simple. We have to admit to ourselves we live in an ugly, ugly country. Mm-hmm. That bullshit yeah. we've been we were fed all our lives in grade school and high school. That we're an exceptional country. We're not. We're better than most. As the human condition allows, mm-hmm. but we're just ugly. Well, and it's filled with ugly people. It is, and it we is. have to know that. We have to admit that. And yeah, those people have an right. R next to their names. Yeah, they're. I, you see, this is where I get very conflicted because I do want to point fingers at the Republicans. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side of it. I sort of feel like um, this shouldn't be that political. We have a really ugly past. We've taken children. We've taken children from parents before during slavery, during during when we went and did you know the Trail of Tears. Um, Hell, I'll be even more specific. We've taken children from parents because the government has decided that parents aren't good enough to take care of their own kids. Yeah. 
And in some cases, that might be right if those kids are in abusive situations. But that's not always the case. If I mean, I hope that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It absolutely does. And let's not ma- let's not uh, forget to mention the atrocities that happened during World War II under a democratic president. Yes. With you know the mm-hmm. Japanese internment Japanese camps. Japanese internments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Japanese concentration camps uh, would be more appropriate. We are, re- we are a really reactionary country. Yeah. And we are re- reactionary in a way where this nation, by and large, um, seriously, by and large. We take action against others. Yes. And and that goes directly to the fact that I think that there's a really huge portion of this society that is fighting against racism and trying to change things. But we are a racist nation. Oh, yeah. And right now, Donald Trump is is just feasting off of the racism and and the fears of the others. Oh, and in next segment we'll get to his I know his that's not cheer. Pretty. I hate to say it. No, no. In next segment we'll get to his cheerleader section from Fox News because I have some clips that are, are just going to make people's heads spin. But uh, I want to give everybody a little bit of a break, and um, in in I want to listen to this from Representative Elijah Cummings from the great state of Maryland, Democrat, of course. Um, you know, and and he's. Echoing a lot of the sentiments you have here, Ray. Even if you believe immigration should be halted entirely, we all should be able to agree that in the United States of America, we will not intentionally separate children from their parents. We will not do that. We are better than that. We are so much better. We should be able to agree that we will not keep kids in child internment camps indefinitely and hidden away from public view. What country is that? In conclusion, Mr. Chairman, we need you. Those children need you. And I'm talking directly to my Republican colleagues. We need you to stand up to President Trump. Clump. <laughs> we need you to join us in telling him that we reject this mean policy. Amen. Amen. I didn't mean to laugh at his Freudian slip there by calling him uh, President Clump. But yeah, Clump is good because he's a big clump of shit. Um, but yeah, Elijah Cummings, awesome as always. Um, you know... And where's that passion from people on the on the right? Where have you ever heard, unless it's Mitch McConnell crying about one of his colleagues leaving the Senate, or if it's John Boner talking about, you know, I can't go into a school anymore because, you know, I see these kids and I just want to see them have the American dream. You know, where's all the, where's, where's the passion coming from? Not even hearing it from Ted Cruz. You know, Ted's like, oh, I, I think this is terrible. It's just terrible. It's terrible. And I'm going to I'm gonna draft uh, some legislation that will hopefully get me a couple more votes. You know? I, I wish I knew, Ken. I, I do. I really wish I knew. I, they don't even give impassioned speeches about 
you know, trying to stop abortion anymore. Just no. There's no, no passion don't. from from that side of the aisle. Yeah, and they no passion. And they don't care about abortion. They truly don't. I mean, yeah, every once in a while you get a little bit of movement with like you know the heartbeat bill in Ohio and stuff like that. And yes, they they've gone after you know Planned Parenthood and everything like that. But if they didn't have abortion, they wouldn't be able to raise money. So you will never see Roe v. Wade overturned. I believe that in my heart. If if I'm wrong. I'll eat my words, but, you know, I, I don't think they ever want it to go away. Um, so, uh, you know, there's it, it, there's blowback coming from all corners on this. And I want to play this. Um, and, Joe, the, Andrew Napolitano has not been a big fan of Trump. And, it, you know, and at the very least, he see, you know, and, and he was a real asshole to, to Obama. I mean, a major league mm-hmm. asshole to Obama. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what he is saying here just seems like, you know, I mean, he's just cutting it down the line. It, like, look, this is the way it is. And I was really impressed. So this is Andrew Napolitano with uh, Dana Perino on Fox News. This debate comes down to one case, okay. the Flores case. The, the New York Times fact check says this, that under Flores, the government has three options, releasing families together, passing a law that would allow for family detention or breaking up the families, and the Trump administration has so far chosen the third option. I mean, isn't it kind of the case that the administration, they say that they have discretion to not de- uh, defend Obamacare in court. Right. But they're saying they don't have discretion as to what to do on Flores? Uh, I think the administration is motivated by the president's skills at negotiating. And I think he's trying to use children to turn up the heat on the negotiators. Of course they have the discretion not to do this. In my opinion, it is child abuse to separate children from their parents unless it's necessary to save a human life. And that's not the case here. Mm-hmm. There's a federal statute that says you can't separate them from more than 72 hours. They know all of this. They are Picking and choosing which rules they want to right. follow rigidly and which, which rules they wish weren't there. Yeah. Okay, now watch this. I'm just going to break the wrist and walk away. Break the wrist, walk away. Jeez. You can't argue with that. That's rock solid. No. Two points right there. First of all, uh, what the Secretary of uh, Homeland Security said yesterday is that they're just doing their job is enforcing the laws and that, you know, the administration is dedicated to enforcing the laws. Bullshit. Except the laws to do with Obamacare, mm-hmm. for you. instance. They're not going to enforce them so much. You know, uh, when it comes to Obamacare, they're not going to go to court and defend it anymore. So, yeah, just like Napolitano said, they uh, pick and choose the rules and the laws they're going to enforce and... And it's funny they didn't. This ha- was this hasn't been happening for the first fifteen months of his administration. I mean, they weren't. They talked about it, but they never did it until now. Wonder why? Because there's negotiations going on. Because he's finding out Mexico's not going to pay for that freaking wall, and mm-hmm. that Congress isn't going to give him fifty billion dollars to build a monument to Trump. I I think he's just become so emboldened. That he doesn't give a shit anymore. No. I, I, oh, no, I really I, he doesn't. Think, like, you know, before this, I, I never thought that he gave a shit. But the fact that, you know, Hope Hicks left, um, his, his legislative liaison left, 
which was the guy who was like, okay, Trump wants this to happen. So this guy would walk over to Capitol Hill and talk to Mitch McConnell and, and Ryan. He left. There is no, there, there is no, there's no wall. There's no, there's no nothing in between. I don't even know how to put it into words, but he is so emboldened and he has gotten rid of so many people who are supposed to be, I guess, guardians in a certain way, you know, communications, um, just all of it. He's emboldened and nobody is stopping him in the White House and nobody is stopping him in on Capitol Hill. He doesn't care anymore. And, you know, I, I've seen I've seen people, I'm sure we've all seen people say on Twitter and Facebook and, and in articles that, you know, this could be a distraction because of what might be coming down in the Russia administration. And I don't think that's the case. I <laughs> you think said the, you said he, the you said the Russia administration, which is kind of awesome. Oh God, so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Very fitting. Which brings me kind of which is, brings he, me to he doesn't care. Yeah. Which brings me to my second point. I'm sorry, Joe. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, no you didn't. Joe. No, no, you didn't. And what you said is great. But there's something I keep hearing, even from the Democrats, well, especially from the Democrat side and from the Republican side, is that we're better than this. No, no we're not. No, yeah, this no is we are not. No, especially as long not, as not there after, yeah, are it, children in cages in this country, as long as we won't honor the asylum laws yes. in this country, as long as when people are trying to flee violent situations that we are partly responsible for because of our foreign policy. Yeah, blowback. Yeah. And we won't take care of it. We are not better than this. No, and, and we're definitely not this better than this we when, are. when we let, when, you know, the enough people let a white nationalist run roughshod over our nation. Yeah. You know, they, they, they put him in there. You know, the the all the people who voted for him. And you know what? I don't know if we did enough, uh, you know, on our side to try and get uh, Clinton elected. Um, you know, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of her for a few different reasons, but I believe she was completely treated unfairly. Trump did so much worse over his lifetime than she ever did in hers. Um, and, you know, and, and yeah, so I, I uh, you know, when, when, you know, we the people, I suppose... Uh, when everybody who voted for Trump said it's fine, we'll, we'll, we want a white nationalist, you know. But I want I want to play one quick clip. This hopefully will put a, a little bit of a smile on people's faces. This is Kennedy. I'm not a big fan of Kennedy. She's a right winger. She's over on Fox News. She's on that uh, panel view, their version of the View. I don't remember what it's called. Uh, outnumbered. And uh, Jason Chaffetz, former most punchable face in Washington. You remember that guy? Um, he was uh, the the male guest on Outnumbered, and uh, Kennedy just grabbed him by the neck figuratively and throttled him like Homer and Bart. It was great. Listen to this. So, what do we do with the children who are already here? 
Well, they're very difficult questions. That's first only all, one question. For, no, first of all, you've got to vet them. <laughs> Don't be so naive to How think that everybody... How do you vet a child? Because you've got to make sure that the person <laughs> coming across... Kennedy is laughing, Kennedy. Oh, man. Think... Yeah, I, I'm sure these mini rapists all have bombs strapped to their chest. Yeah, look, no, 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 okay, no. Absolutely. If you're demonizing the wrong people, it becomes so illogical. You are so naive. I can't believe it. I am far from naive when it comes to this, but I'm also... so much human trafficking coming across there. Okay, that's fine. Then you were in Congress for so long, you didn't fix the system either. Oh! Okay, now watch this. I'm just going to break the wrist and walk away. Break the wrist, walk away. Jeez. Those are difficult questions to answer. It was one question, you moron. You mentally stunted, weak-willed piece of garbage. Punchable man. Punchable man. His answer was a bunch of straw men and red herrings. Well, you know, you kind of got to vet these dangerous babies. Oh, yeah, they're dangerous. Her response response was so fucking priceless. Oh, yeah, these mini rapists probably have all all bombs strapped to them. And then he's like, you're so naive. Oh. Naive? I'm sorry. Well. Don't say that to any professional woman who is, you know, whether she's on the left or the right... That is so condescending and sexist. You're so naive. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, there are people who are or naive or probably out of their depth on certain issues. But to say that to somebody like Kennedy, I disagree with Kennedy, but Kennedy's not a dummy. I will say that she's like a she's a libertarian. She's not a dipshit. So for him to say, to say that was just, I mean, well, par for the course when you're a conservative. So, but anyway, mm. um, we got to go to the break. We're running long. Um, but when we come back, um, we're going to hear from the cheerleading section over at Fox News. Um, and uh, my, I, I do have some other other positive stuff to play for, you know, from at least people with good conscience, uh, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and run to the break. We'll be right back with two more hours. Turn up the night right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's... Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal, some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal, and rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. 
What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. Now you may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy mackerel. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pig, broadcasting live on Indie Media Weekly uh, Worldwide. And once again, since we won't scream on this show tonight, we'll let Nicolas Cage do it for us. Yes, because I think that's how most of the country is feeling right now. And of course, uh, Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C. I don't think you'd disagree. No, I don't. Yeah. I I can't even scream. I No. No, it's 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 so soul sucking as it is, you know. I mean, why why do me, why do more harm to yourself? Makes me really sad. I'm not even a mother, but I am a woman. Sure. And I, I, I've said it a couple of times on Facebook. Um, my great grandparents came from Germany after World War One, I, I think. Uh-huh. Before World War Two, and I cannot even imagine if 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 my 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 Uma, my grandmother, mm-hmm. or any of her brothers or sisters were taken away from my great grandmother because of this, I wouldn't be here today. My family wouldn't be what it is today. Yeah, I mean, you know, it it's just I I want, and I know everybody here in this show and all of my friends who are listening to this get it, but. I just, I want other people to understand this could be you. And if this Absolutely. was you, what would you do about it? Yeah. This is really sad. I'm really upset about this. Understandably so. And, you know, I'm not a parent either, but you know what? I've got uh, lots of nieces and nephews that I, I love with all my heart. And yeah. not all of yeah. them come from, you know, Orthodox families. Uh, you know, my, my, um, my niece and nephew, um, brother and sister, uh, Kat and William, their father's Vietnamese, you know? So, I mean, they're, and I don't, uh, I, I, they're not in touch with him, and I don't know that much about him, but I have a feeling he wasn't born in this country. Um, so, you know, uh, you know, and, you know, and I, I have immigrants on, uh, you know, my side of the family, too. So, and Susan We're does, not too. All white people in America. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back to you as well, sir. Yes, and there was the concern too that the workers in these places are told not to uh, cuddle the children. Yeah. Not to nurture them. Yeah. And uh, you know, the, the psychiatrists, pediatricians are saying what what a terrible, terrible thing that does to children. Mm-hmm. Who are not nurtured and, and held? Yeah. And let me just case in point, Stephen Miller. There you go. There you go. I think he was raised with a wire mother. Um, I so. think he was raised with a stick, a ten foot pole. Yeah. 
because I think he's got marks on him from being touched by the ten foot pole yeah. that his parents used. I mean, that's a, that, that's an obvious uh, uh, result of an unnurtured child. Oh, well, just look at Trump for help. Just look at Trump. So, oh, but, you know, and and yeah. one thing I want to mention, and I don't remember who said this. But I was watching one of the show, one of the shows the other day, one of the cables, and or listening to or watching a video on YouTube or on Mediaite or something like that, and I heard a conservative say, and it was probably Tucker Carlson. Now that I think of it, but I heard a conservative say that the American worker has been forgotten. The American worker has been forgotten, and to that I want to say bullshit. Total, full, electric bullshit. Okay, bullshit with a neon sign with, an, with several other neon arrows pointing at it. That is the biggest hunk of shit nonsense I've ever heard. The American work, the forgotten man. What? Who is the forgotten man? Oh well, let's think about that pro-Trump white nationalist painter out there, the forgotten man. This poor fictional man who Obama's shredding the Constitution while he sits on the park bench and he's sad because he doesn't have a job. You know who forgot about the American worker? The American worker that forgot about him fucking self. If you're white in this country and you don't have the job you want, put out a couple more applications, dipshit. You'll get one. I mean, seriously. You know forgot about the American worker? The American worker who voted against unions. Yeah, exactly. Tell me yes. about it. You know, growing up as, you know, my, my father being in the UAW his, you know, entire working life. Um, you know. Yeah, that I, would also be the American worker who supported Reagan. Yeah. So, so the, any American worker who's forgotten, it was intentionally forgotten by themselves, or they turned a blind eye to what was going on with conservatives attacking uh, American workers. So don't give me bullshit. Like all of a sudden, the, the you know, oh, oh, we conservatives care about the American worker, and because they've been forgotten about, they've been shit on by you. Don't fucking just tell me that. Question. Yeah, but you know, I, I, that just makes me so mad. If there's anybody out there who thinks that they've been forgotten about as a white American, especially a man, yeah, in this country, most definitely white men in this country. If you think you've been forgotten, you know, it, and I'm not talking about veterans because there are issues with veterans that I'm not getting into. Yeah. But if you're just a working stiff or you you don't have the job you want or you think somebody else took your job i'll tell you right now there was somebody in my family at one point who fucking lied because he he couldn't get into the post office and he lied to the rest of the family and said he didn't get the job because it was given to a black person that was less qualified by him than him oh wow he fucking lied so don't fucking tell me any asshole out there who says, the American worker's been forgotten. No, fuck you. You forgot yourself. You forgot your fucking dignity. You you forgot you, your white privilege. You fucked up. You fucked up. But, Ken, can I ask you something? I, I yeah. gotta say this. When, there's two things I want to say here. When has Tucker Carlson ever been an American worker? Never. Okay. And do you know where his family's wealth comes from? Um, I've forgotten, but I know they are extremely wealthy. 
the Swansons. Oh, that's right. That's right. So Tucker Carlson has never, ever had to be a fucking worker. No. That dude has never... Okay, he's got a job. He goes to his job. He has never had to dirty his hands. No. This is this is where he's, I get... He's yuppie get scum. He's yuppie scum. He's He is yuppie entitled. Never had to work a day in his life. Was I believe he was adopted by the, the, the his family. I think he and his brother were both adopted into that. And, and, he, and actually, I believe his parents were relatively liberal. I think I've heard him say that before. They were relatively liberal. And basically, he just used this as his Alex P. Keaton moment to rebel. And, you know... And become this raging asshole that he is today. So this is the part that pisses me off when people talk about the working man. Mm-hmm. When you've never been a working man, and that doesn't even mean that you have had to be a working person, but well, God damn it, don't rail against people who actually have to get up at five, six, seven o'clock in the morning and go and literally get their hands dirty. Yeah. Well, no, he's he's ringing the bell. He he's 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 claiming that he is he's one of us. He or one of you know one of the working class. The way he talks, he's because listen, Nazi. I have three. Yeah, he's Goebbels. He is Trump's Goebbels at this point, um, or gerbils, whatever you like. Um, but uh, he kind of looks like a gerbil. Looks like one of those you know dancing gerbils in the Kia commercials or whatever those are. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. It's not an American car. Those are hamsters, and I hamsters. like hamsters. Anyway, he kind of <laughs> looks like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, listen to this. The, the, you know, three blatant, I'm not even going to say dog whistles, because these are three blatant white nationalist statements he made on his show um, last night. This is one of those moments that tells you everything about our ruling class. They care far more about foreigners than about their own people. You probably suspected that already. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, definite, yeah, definite uh, double buzzer there. Okay, so no, no, totally not white nationalist there, Joe. Right? <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally the, the ruling class. The ruling class. Okay, I know what the ruling class means. Basically, that, to me, that is that's code for Jews. That's code for the Jew-run media. Because the the ruling class to most white nationalists are Jews. I mean, it, well, I'm sorry to all white nationalists. I'm sorry. Yeah, some of them they they think that you know it's uh, you know it's Norwegian, you know. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, yeah, I, I it doesn't get more white nationalist than that, unless no. you play his other clips. Um, which he said this about elitists. Tell me, Mr. Elitist, about elitists. No matter what they tell you, this is not about helping children. A lot of people yelling at you on TV don't even have children, so don't for a second let them take the moral Fuck high you. Their goal is to Fuck change you. your country forever, and they're succeeding, by the way. Their goal is to change your country forever. Yeah. Who's he speaking to, Ken? Gee, I couldn't begin Joe? to guess. Well, tell me, who is he speaking to? First of all, 
this whole Trump yeah. movement is based on racism mm-hmm. and resentment of the white man who lost his job not because of TPP or because of NAFTA but because technology moved on and we didn't our country did not prepare our workers for what was coming yeah and still refuses to do so and what Trump offers them is the return to white supremacy white dominance and the idea that we can we can have our jobs for 35 years and keep making air conditioners and everything's going to be okay and you're going to be able to retire from there. It's a nostalgic view that people eat up and eight years of a black mm-hmm. man in the White House and slowly eroding manufacturing in this country has created this monster. And, you know, another thing, too, is, you know, that... I, I could have very well fallen into that if if I didn't wasn't raised you know if I wasn't raised to, to have a brain in my head because my father worked on the assembly line you know again his entire wor- working life you know yeah he had a couple jobs before you know he got into GM but he got in at GM very young and you know worked there for many years and just retired a couple years ago and I never and he never led me to believe that I was going to be able to get the same great job he got in the in the late 60s. You know, he, he never said, yeah, yeah, you should totally do this. You know, it's a legacy thing. So for all these guys who, you know, whose dads had factory jobs or mining jobs or oil jobs or whatever that, that are like, why can't we have what daddy had? Well, because it's a different time. You know, things don't always fucking remain the same. Although Tucker Carlson would like you to think that they that things do remain the same for all of us elitists here. This one, I mean, if you want if you want full full blown white nationalism, listen to this 15 second clip. The people you've been watching on television today, their kids go to private school if they have them. Their neighborhoods look exactly like they did in 1960. No demographic change at all, just like they like it. There's no cost to them. The cost is entirely on you. But don't complain or else they will call you Hitler. Okay, so... God damn it. (laughs) Tell me what neighborhood hasn't changed since the 1960s. And if it's a neighborhood... I mean, I I could name a couple examples if you want to look in in white part, you know, all white parts of the Deep South where people, you know, are smart enough to know to stay out of, you know, if they're not, you know, uh, pearly white. You know, but... Can I answer that? Sure, go ahead. It's not just the South. It does exist in the North, too. Oh, yeah, in Ohio, even. It's fucking white neighborhoods who slowly have turned into gated neighborhoods Mm -hmm. and exclusionary neighborhoods. I am still shocked when I first heard this clip at what he just said. He literally is trying to tell people that the elitists are the enemy. And he's trying to tell us all that liberals are elitist. Yeah. I just would like to flip that around for a minute and say... Can you talk to me about the Koch brothers? Sure. Because they're kind of elitists. Well, and, and here's here's my concern about this is is uh, it, not even concern, but 
just the the one thing, the one sticking point uh, that, that really pissed me off is that their neighborhoods haven't changed. It's you that have to suffer. Suffer? Yes. Suffer? Diversity? Is, is suffering? I mean, you know, so many neighborhoods across this nation have changed uh, over time. I'm sure my neighborhood in the 1960s probably was a lot whiter than it is now. I mean, you know, we have Puerto Rican people, we have African-American people, we have Asian people, we have, um, uh, there's a gay couple, and I'm telling you what, we're in a suburb, and that's all on my street before the stop sign. That's awesome. That's all on my street before the stop sign. Mm. You know, we have mixed, mixed couples, um, you know, uh, single, you know single uh, female business owner who I'm not a big fan of. She's kind of an asshole. Um, but <laughs> uh, illegal dumping. Um, so, <laughs> but, you know, I, I mean, that's just the, uh, literally from stop sign to stop sign within eight houses right here. You know, and, and it, so, so, I mean, I don't have kids, yeah, but I'm not on TV talking about this, but he wants to tell us, he wants to tell us right now, Joe, that people like, I don't know, Bakari Sellers, people like Anna Navarro, people like Don Lemon, uh, people like Rachel Maddow, uh, you know, people like, um, uh, um, oh, um, Jake Tapper, he's Jewish. Uh, people like, uh, you know, you, name, you know, uh, Joy Reid, I know, uh, problems with Joy Reid. But, you know, um, seriously, though, the, you look at the diversity of people who are speaking out about this and saying, oh, they're elitist. So I guess what, Anna Navarro lives in an all, uh, you know, she's Puerto Rican, right? Is she Puerto Rican? I think she's uh, Cuban. No. I thought she was Cuban. No. Cuban. I'm sorry. But yeah, I don't think so she's I guess Cuban. she. I think she, she mentioned she's from. No, one of the Central American countries. Okay. Well, Sorry. regardless, no, you know, racist. so her her t- entire neighborhood, her I entire shall look it up. Her entire neighborhood is completely the same from the 1960s, you know. Or Don Lemon's That's the community part that bothered me the most. Yeah, Don Lemon's entire community is all African American. Is that what you're saying? Or are you saying Rachel Maddow's neighborhood is all all uh, lesbians, you know? Or Jake Tapper just lives mm-hmm. with uh, all Jews around him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is that what uh, it is? Anna Navarro is from you... Nicaragua. Nicaragua. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm, my apologies to Anna Navarro for being ignorant of that fact. I uh, I did <laughs> not know. Too. So. I, I just heard that uh, the other day. She just mentioned it. So, In a heated discussion with Santorum. Yeah. Or or I guess, uh, does uh, um, Rick Wilson, does he live in an all-conservative uh, community? You know, does, uh, uh, you know, or, or Ted Cruz. There you go. Ted Cruz is an elitist. He lives with all Cubans. Well, I mean, this Cuban. is, it's stupid. It's just he, stupid white nationalism. He, he, First not of even all, trying. the ruling, going actually. back to the, ru- the ruling class, the ruling class. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's recount the ruling class. Who is running the Senate? The Republicans. Sure. Who was running the House? The Republicans. Who has control of the White House? Mm -hmm. The Republicans. Who has a majority on the Supreme Court? Yeah. Conservatives. So who the fuck's the ruling class? Well, here's the thing. Certainly isn't 
East Coast and West Coast liberals, I'll tell you that. Well, that's the if thing. We were, you wouldn't be on the sh- on the freaking show, you little ruling cl- ruling class is basically a substitute for uh, you know because r- ruling class means that it's a, a a select few that set the moral example for the rest of the nation. So when a white nationalist talks about clear. when a white nationalist talks about the ruling class, they're talking about Jews. Yeah, yeah. Thank oh, you for pointing yeah, that out because yeah. I think it's really important to make it really clear that what what Tucker Carlson did in that segment is no different than what Lee Atwater did. And no. I know we don't have the clip at you know on hand, but he was the guy who said we can't we can't keep using these, you know, we're, we can't u- keep using colored people or negro. We can't do that as a Republican party anymore. Mm-hmm. And Lee so Atwater they, yeah. said we need to we need to change the the, the way we say things. And we need to make sure that our, you know, the Republican Party understands we're still saying the same thing. We're mm-hmm. just going to say it differently. And yeah. that's exactly what Tucker Carlson did. Yeah, that's exactly. It's, it's bingo, bingo, bingo. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, this is, that's 100% correct. Amen to you, Ryan, for that. Amen. Perfect. Amen. Because, yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, the new clan where they put smiley faces on their hoods, you know? Um, yeah. You know, that that's all it is. Um, and uh, let me see. I want to try and get to... Yeah, I want to get to... I want to try and get to at least one more before we, um, before we run along. Um, here is... Um, okay, yeah, Jeff Sessions with Laura Ingram. Uh, this is a short one. Uh, this is uh, a, a quick clip. Uh, Laura Ingram played Jeff Sessions. She had him on her program last night, and she played him a brief montage of different uh, people, uh, I believe on the right and the left, comparing the kitty concentration camps to Nazi Germany and other atrocities. And um, this is what... This is the, literally what Jeff Sessions said as a, a, a counter to that. Nazi Germany, concentration camps, human rights violations, Laura Bush is weighed in, Michelle Obama, Rosalind Carter, got all the first ladies going back to Eleanor Roosevelt. She's apparently weighed in as well. Uh, General Sessions, uh, 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 what's, what's going on here? Well, it's a real exaggeration. Of course, in Nazi Germany, they were keeping the Jews from leaving the country. You're doing it wrong, you fucking idiot. Jesus, God. Really? That's your answer? Well, no, we, we, we're detaining them because we want to send them out. We don't um. want they, they to... And, they, they and also, they were keeping them in concentration camps to kill them. Well, they didn't just keep them in concentration <laughs> yeah. camps. They sent them to Poland. Yes. Okay, Germany sent them to Poland. This is true. This is true. But I, I get your greater point. I was talking with Bob about this, and he's like, that's your, that's his response? Yeah, hell of a defense there, elf boy. Oh, Jesus, this is where yeah, we are. Another Keebler day. But, you know, the United States was, ironically enough, the United States was complicit during that time, too, because we refused to take Jewish uh, asylum seekers. Yes, sir. Yeah, and that, it, Boy, there's another stain on our exceptionalism. Yeah, we and are, it, 
the, the phrase at the time was America first. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it well, was. Back in the 1840s, there was a, a party which describes the Republicans right now. The Know-Nothings had the same idea. Uh, <laughs> living on Long Island, tell us how you really feel. Laura Ingram and Ann Coulter should burn in hell. <laughs> Uh, we have some Ann Coulter for later, everyone. Um, oh, good. Yeah, yeah, real, real good. Uh, but anyway, we, we got to run to the break right now. Sorry to uh, cram that in so quickly. Oh, that sounded terrible. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Jeff Sessions, worst cookies ever. You fucking suck. Um, so anyway, uh, we do have the green news report coming up from everybody. We'll go from bad political news to bad environmental news maybe they have some good news for us i don't even know um but let's go ahead and god good news please baby jesus i I swear we'll have mad libs we're doing pink mad libs tonight everybody totally pink mad libs yeah totally they're done on pink paper it's very exciting and it has glitter on the front so um so does it have unicorns um, I I do have peace, love, and unicorns uh, Mad Libs, but I want to do the pink Mad Libs tonight. It might have unicorns in it, but I don't know. But anyway, Green News Report coming up. We'll be right back with lots more Turn Up the Night and your phone calls plus name calling. And if you've got any birthdays, let us know. We'll be right back. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Boy, that's, that's getting to be a pain in the ass, isn't it? What, what kind of radio station is this? KennyPick.com it's Tuesday, June 19, 2018. So you get more rainfall, you get more wind damage, you also get greater storm surge. Hurricanes are moving slower thanks to global warming. EPA's weakening of clean air rules could kill 80,000 Americans over the next decade. China's retaliatory tariffs hit U.S. energy companies and Alaska's seafood industry. Plus, climate change is already eroding home values across the country. All of that good news and more straight ahead from bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. A perfect merger for the Trump age. Bayer has bought Monsanto. Uh, so it's one company, same great toxins. <laughs> Could things get any better? This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, speaking of things getting better, you've got nothing but good news for us today, don't you? <laughs> well, that's one way of putting it. Yeah, it looks like President Trump's tit-for-tat trade war of tariffs is set to harm new corners of the U.S. economy in response to Trump's approval of $50 billion in new tariffs on Chinese goods announced last week. China on Monday announced it would slap retaliatory trade tariffs on U.S. energy exports, including shipments of U.S. oil, coal, and petrochemicals. China is the third largest buyer of U.S. oil Oil products. China will also hit Alaska's commercial fishing industry, slapping a 25% tariff on Alaskan seafood. Alaska's seafood exports to China were worth $750 million last year. So Donald Trump is 
helping to put those coal miners back to work by making uh, coal more expensive all over the world so that no one wants it. That seems to be what he's aiming for. The plan is sound. Meanwhile, two Harvard scientists estimate that if the Trump Environmental Protection Agency succeeds in weakening clean air and clean water standards, some 80,000 more Americans could die every decade. In their controversial letter, it's not a study, but a letter, published in the Journal of the American Medical Association, they say that their, quote, extremely conservative estimate is based on the EPA's own calculations of pollution's impact on public health. In a recent broadcast, environmental journalist David Roberts explained that Trump's rollback of pollution standards really amounts to a pollution tax on the American public. Getting rid of these regulations is an upward income redistribution. You're taking money out of the pockets of ordinary people in the form of health costs Mm -hmm. and missed work and all the rest of it, and you're putting it in the pockets of industrialists who are already (laughs) wealthy. Well, it's one thing to redistribute wealth when you're going from the rich to the poor. That's just outrageous, but taking money from the poor and giving it to the rich... That's just the American way. And in this case, perhaps 80,000 more people will see early deaths. Just the cost of doing business. Meanwhile, hurricane systems are moving more slowly due to climate change, and that is bad news for everyone in their path. A new study from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration finds that because of warming at the poles, which is slowing down the jet stream that drives weather systems, hurricanes are moving about 10% slower than they used to. That's causing storms to stall and park in place, like Hurricane Harvey's record-breaking rain and flooding last year. That's according to lead author James Cawson here in an interview with NPR. If the wind's blowing really hard and it blows a few more hours than it would have, the likelihood of knocking that structure down increase. So you get more rainfall, you get more wind damage, you also get greater storm surge. Slower storms will have a tendency to push a larger wall of water in front of them. So it's kind of a a triple threat. Well, yeah, we have seen this a lot in recent storms. I'm thinking going back to Superstorm Sandy, where these uh, weather systems move in and they just kind of stay put and dump enormous amounts of rain in the bargain in Sandy, in Harvey and many other recent storms. And it's already having an effect on home values. Last week, we reported on a study that found that South Florida home values are already changing in response to the risk of rising sea levels. Now, a new analysis by Bloomberg News released on Monday finds that climate concerns are also eroding home values elsewhere in the United States. Homes at high risk of floods dropped about 5% in price over the last decade, Bloomberg found, while homes with low flood risk jumped nearly 10% higher in value. Wildfire risk was also impacting home values. Again, homes with the lowest risk were valued much higher than homes that were at the highest risk of wildfires. They say that it's a sign that Americans may be starting to take climate change seriously, at least when it comes to buying a house. But finally, some good news. Thanks to the United Kingdom's planned ban of single-use plastic straws and similar items, fast food giant McDonald's has announced that it will switch to paper straws at all of its stores in the U.K. and Ireland starting in September of this year. But customers in the United States are going to have to wait a bit longer. McDonald's won't even begin testing plastic straw alternatives in its U.S. restaurants until later this year. We have to test alternatives to plastic straws? In some restaurants. For much more on all of this madness, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us worldwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyne. And this has been your Green News Report. First,
Hi, this is Tim Coromall from the Tim Coromall Show, and you are listening to IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier in a $20 hole. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, <laughs> you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com He even talks honky! Why, you Nazi bastard! Oh, so many Nazi bastards of late. Uh, Fortunately, some people are speaking out against them. Of course, welcome back to the show. Uh, uh, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog in Washington, D.C. Hello. I am not a Nazi bastard. Uh, I I I can vouch for her, folks. Just saying that. <laughs> and Joe Santors of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City, also not a Nazi bastard. I'm not a Nazi. No, we say no. I should have known better if I was going to play that clip. I was going to have to uh, <laughs> get the uh, the clip from the the producers out for everybody. And of course, here you go. They couldn't even say Nazi. They would say no. Yes, and I might as well, while I'm at it, I might as well play the Faulty Towers clip. Well, let me tell you something. This is exactly how Nazi Germany started. With nothing better to do than to cause trouble. Yeah, there you go. And that's what they're doing. They're causing trouble. Bunch of layabouts causing trouble. Um, Because they're all a bunch of lazy bastards, too. They're lazy Nazi bastards. So, uh, all right, well, I'll tell you what, it's time to get to some name-calling, so Joe, would you like the honor tonight? Okay, I'll take it. Go out to Scranton with me. Big place where dreams come true. There is no such thing as an appropriate joke. That's why it's a joke. I say it ain't so joke. I'm going to have to be taking your car today to have some top secret clown business that supersedes any plans that you might have for this here vehicle. Here we go. <laughs> Buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy one. <laughs> we could jam and joke your lives. What's the matter, kid? Don't you like clowns? Oh, there you go. All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. You got any biscuits for sale in there? Biscuit. i tell you what we don't have. There ain't a single Nazi in here. <laughs> this is Not true. One. <laughs> no Nazis, uh, no Nazis at all in, in the chat room. We appreciate nope. that. All right, Joe, take it away. Okay. All right, we got Adam, Adam Ebert, and we have Francie. And Jay Colley, and Cat, and Ken Senior. Hello, Dad. Happy couple days after Father's Day. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we have KT Kaser. We have Living on Long Island. 
we have Michelle and Miles together yeah. in the chats. And we have Prez. We have Sandy and Durwood. We have the one and only Tim Coromal. That's right. And rounding out this great chat room, Trojan Rabbit. Excellent. All right. And, you know, hey, maybe if uh, if we don't have a lot of laughs on the show, at least we have this one. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, we'll always have that one. <laughs> we'll always have Tim yeah, Carmel. <laughs> in D.C., it's the primary today. Yeah. Well, it's not much of a primary. There's no Republicans running. <laughs> well, hmm. evidently, the, the person running against Eleanor Norms Holton has 18 votes. Oh, yeah. Right. So. 18. That, She's it, got 10,000. I can't Tim even. Would be happy to know that. I was going to say, I can't, I can't even play this clip for. for uh, there's nothing wrong with it. There are dozens of us. Dozens! <laughs> it's a dozen and a half of us. There's a dozen and a half of us. Uh, the Never Nudes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Locked in the never nude uh, vote. So, what, yeah. what were locked you going to say, Joe? Yeah. Locked in tight. Locked in <laughs> with, tight. With the with the with the uh, clamp on bikini for men. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that hurts. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, where the hell you found that? I'll never know. Ah, uh, so, well, Criswell. Yeah, Tim will be happy to know that uh, uh, we have an early clown car entry this week because <laughs> Trump handed me the clown car. At his I know. Speechy today. I know. I, right I, I I refrained from getting the audio for it, so you could uh, you could run with it, but it's oh it's, no, the audio that's fine. You you could you could does because we're gonna do a little 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 tribute Canadian shoes. Yeah. What the hell? See, like I said, <laughs> run. You, you you can run with it, Joe. Get it? <laughs> yeah. You know what they say if the, if the shoe fits. <laughs> yeah. Well, if the foo yeah. shits. But. Uh, if the foo shits, wear it. <laughs> you guys remember that joke? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, there you go. Well, f- we got Francie on the line. I didn't see any birthdays. Uh, Francie. <laughs> What's up, Francie? Francie. I predict. I predict. You're not a You are all going to die. (laughs) I can't predict when, but it's going to happen. I predict that. I predict. (laughs) I predict. Uh, (laughs) I I still got. I I predict. Yeah. That Trump is shitting his pants right. Ow. Well, yeah. Well, that, that's that's safe to say. I mean, you know, tweeting on the toilet doesn't eat a lot of fiber, Francie. Um. Well, then he he probably, probably does. Um. What do you call them? He he does depositories because you know he's anal. Who puts he them in? Them up. Yeah, shoves. Oh, not Melania. Jared. Well, maybe, um. Maybe Jared. his little um. His little sidekick. Jared does oh, since he got his. Miller? J- Jared does now that yes. he got his security clearance. <laughs> maybe, maybe little Keebler Elf does. He's shot enough. I think it's really funny. Donald he Trump can reach. Jared. 
So, oh, he went to Jared. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and, got a, and got an enema. Woo! <laughs> you know, I actually, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. It might be Sessions who does it. I actually have audio here of him inserting one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> He also he he also he he also helps out with his flute too. And this one time at band camp, I stuck a flute in my big dirty asshole. (laughs) (laughs) But 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 you know, thanks for the chuckles. What's going on here is just nightmarish. I didn't. I can't believe that you know we're alive and this shit's happening. I can't. You know, and and yes, I would like to go to jail because I'd pop them right in the throat. You know, I'd give them a little chop in the throat and let them choke and stuff and go yeah. to jail. I'd, I'd pop Dan Coulter in the throat and, you know, all of them. Just one quick shot, you know, boom. Mm. And then they go, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> yeah, quick, quick. Did you see that? You know, whatever the, make, if there's a punch noise, but it's quiet. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm I'm you looking know? for my my Levin hacking uh, sound effects. So, um, I don't know if I have that. Um, or not. Um, it's just it's just, oh uh, it's, it's awful, like- awful, awful. My heart's broken for <coughs> that. What's happening? Yes, that's good. <laughs> Here you go. Let, let's re let's re let's reenact it. Here we go. So it goes like this. So. <coughs> so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Perfect. That's how, uh. that's how it, I, I feel, you know, and, and I feel like I wish I, there was something that I could do, you know, that wish there was something, you know, Yeah. To, to, what can we do? That's a, what's frustrating, you know, I know there's going to be plan, the Women's March people are planning something June 30th in D.C. I just got like the emails that, you know, a protest for the for yeah. these kids um, and stuff. And I've seen, you know. There's money being raised, and, and there's there's stuff happening, but nothing's going to get done until the Republicans. It's not the Democrats. No. It's jackasses. It's Trump. It's Trump. He could stop it. They said he could stop it with a friggin' phone call. He can, so I and he under- won't. I don't understand. They're saying the Democrats, wh- asshole, you're in power. The Republicans got the whole... You know the whole ball. Yeah. Of wax. Well, we laid out the whole. Their whole plan all along was to was to do this. You know, and right. and they're they're like, oh well, Democrats, it's up to you. You pass the law, and we won't do it anymore. They're having wet. They've been having wet dreams about doing this ever since that fat piece of shit rode down the escalator and gave his Mexican rapist speech. They've all been creaming their jeans for for years. And now they're like, oh, Democrats, and, it's up to you to stop us. You can stop yourselves. Sur- they just choose not to. They're surprised that there's backlash from even their own party and, and from evangelicals and religious folk? They're surprised? Really? Well, the evangelicals being surprised um, is, hmm, is, that's, is that's the part. part that that's like, the, yeah. It's like, <laughs> no, no, you, you, you should have known better. But you were too blinded by your own hatred for, for women, for Obama, yeah. uh, for, for hey. anybody else other than, you know, yeah. the, the, the rich, white, evangelical, uh, you know, uh, fake Christians who lord over their, their flocks, you know. 
All of you were so concerned, <laughs> weren't concerned about anything Trump did before. You even posed with Trump in front of him on the cover of a Playboy goddamn magazine. And you're like, oh, oh no, yeah. he's he's on the up and up. He's it's, repented. It's the, party, the party of family values. What values? No values. None. The other thing that you were bringing up about the abortion issue, it was never about abortion. Never. People think that, you know, the murder and all the bullshit and the signs. It was never about that. It was putting women back in their place. It was about yeah. control. Thank you. Uh, and, and this is, you know, when I come across you. a female that is, you know, against choice i point that out and they're like what huh it's like they got slapped yeah it's, it, you're being fed bullshit it was never about women going and having an abortion it was about men controlling what women mm -hmm. did did barefoot yeah. and pregnant that bullshit well going and back it, to the kitchen and what we're seeing right now is an extension of the war on women with what's going on with mothers and their children right Right. Being, being torn asunder. Mothers and fathers from their children, yeah, because who broke the law? Not those children. No. And then the children, that whoever the asshole said, I don't remember, you played the asshole who said how naive we are that, you know, they Jason always Chaffetz. separated families. I was like, if a man ever said that to me, he'd have no teeth. I'm telling yeah. you that right now. Or I at least... My last Good punch. Or, yeah, so... And that or, would be it. Or maybe his throat. You know? I just put in the chat room things that we can do. Okay, even good. Though, even if we feel helpless, and I know a lot... And I, I, I want to bring this up, because I have a good number of friends who feel helpless. Yes, and, I do. Um, I and put, I put the link in the chat. There are things that we can do, even if we don't get out there and march, because... Every right. little thing we do is important. And when I say little, it, it means tiny, tiny things like calling your, your representative. Tiny right. things by, you know, when, when you hear somebody saying something racist, figure out yeah. a way to say, wait, wait, why are you saying that? Right. Which, that could be uncomfortable. But um, there are little tiny things that we can do to push back and protest. Right. You don't have to show up and march. No, I'm a craftivist. I make things, you know, like I, uh, they have a thing like See, making you're doing blankets it. for the immigrants and things like, you know, and I made the hats and gloves and different things. So I try to do that if I, you know, because physically sometimes I can't, you know, I can't physically march. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the reason why I, I, I'm trying to respond to what you were saying is because I, I honestly don't want people, people to feel helpless. Thank you for that, because I do. I feel like, you know, I, I need to be doing something. You know what I mean? I need to, I, I, as, a, as a human being and a person that cares about people, and as, as a parent, because I could, can't even imagine, you know, if, having if my children taken from me. you're a craftivist, then you're doing something. Right. All of this, I mean, if, if you're like me, and, and uh -huh. you might not be, but I believe in karma, and I believe. Oh, that I do. Yes. Once what enough comes around good, goes around. Yeah. Yeah. Once we have enough good karma that comes right. across the the like a wave, we're going to get right. rid of the bad karma. So good. any little tiny thing that somebody Helps does with that, right? And, and the other thing is the Irish. And you're doing it. You're not helpless. Right. The Irish have a thing too. Murphy's law. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and Murphy's Law is hard. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, it is. <laughs> it's hard. Woo, it's hard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep, it's harsh. Anyways, I'll I'll let you go back so somebody else can call. I don't want to be a phone hog. <laughs> All right, Francie, thank <laughs> you for calling. I love you. cheered you. me up. Thank you. I love Good. you guys, and you did cheer me up. I feel like, you know, um, at least I'm moving, you know, one step at a time What and whatnot. I'm going to do the best I can, and, and this too shall pass. I don't know when. Oh, I predict. <laughs> this is going to... It has to. We can't keep going in this direction. Something got to give. It's America's biggest kidney stone. stone. It's America's biggest kidney stone. Yes. Stone. This stew shall pass. So yes. thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, you know, Trump. America's kidney stone. All right. Yes. Have, have a great night, Francie. Thank you. All right. You too. Love you guys. Love you Bye. too. Bye, Francie. Bye. So uh, all right. So yeah, we we got enough time for one more call, but I'm trying to put get a Mad Libs out there because we're doing. Pinktastic Mad Libs. And of course, this could go to the, the pussy hats, too. The pink hats, the Francie Meg. Um, so, uh, you know, so so that's good for women. Pinktastic. Um, but yeah, so, uh, well, let's see. if it, uh, I'll give another 30 seconds or so uh, to, before we uh, stop taking calls. But I do have some other audio I wanted to get to. Um, and. Uh, here is um, Paul Ryan. Crocodile fucking tears, Ryan. We don't want kids to be separated from their parents. I think I just made that really clear. And we believe because of the court ruling, this will require legislative change. Well, this, I do think, ought to be addressed. We believe it should be addressed in immigration legislation. So what's happening at the border and the separation of parents and their children is because of a court ruling. That's why I think legislation is necessary. That is such utter bullshit. He is such a coward. He is such a coward. He is towing Trump's white nationalism line right now uh, of keeping these, using these kids as prisoners, as bargaining chips to try and pass funding for a wall, funding for, you know, the Republican version of comprehensive uh, immigration reform. And I gotta say, he pulled an Ivanka on Father's Day. Yeah, I, I, that's what I'm calling it. It's an Ivanka. Where yeah, it's just like, oh, the greatest gift of my life was being a father on Father's Day when all of these kids are being teared from their families. It's mm-hmm. it's a lot like when Ivanka was just like, oh, I love my children. Uh, yeah, fuck you, Paul Ryan. Yeah, fuck you, Ivanka. And also, fuck you, Ivanka, and your little tinfoil dress that looks exactly like the same blankets that people are wearing in cages down at the border. Yeah. Oh, and fuck you, uh, Melanie, too. That fraud. Did you see what um, Kathy Kathy Griffin said about her in the tweet? Yes. Oh, it was brutal. It was beautiful. Do you want want to find that tweet real quick? You think you can look that Um, up for me? Yeah, I'll look it up. Yeah, go do a Google church. Go do it. Yeah, go do. Go do a Google church. So, um, but yeah, you know, Paul Ryan there, Joe. I mean, that's that's horse shit. That's just lip service to the president. He doesn't care yeah, about kids. He's just playing right in. He's just playing right into the the narrative, the Flores uh, ruling, the law. That's all bullshit. 
because none of that was happening under Bush. Nothing of that was happening under Obama. Mm-hmm. And for the first 15 months of this administration, it wasn't happening here either. Yes. They just decided that now was the time, because of the midterms, to ramp up this hatred of other groups so they that he looks to tough this with is his... This a winning strategy. They seem to think so. And you know what I'm, I'm tired of, too? Of hearing about his fucking base. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, fuck oh, yeah. the base. Yeah, you in there, the... There are, it's like, what is it like? One, uh, uh, three, uh, three out of four Americans all think this is terrible. Is that what it is, or is it like four to one, or something like that, with all the polling, like uh, it's about like seventy thirty? Yeah. So and that's that's only polling people who paid attention. Yeah. Uh, it, seriously, there's a lot of people out there who have no idea that this is happening. Mm-hmm. None. Because they're so disgusted with Trump that they don't even watch the news anymore. Yeah, that that's true. Or people who just saw how ugly and divisive it was in, in you know before the election, didn't vote, stopped caring, you know, get their yeah. news from TMZ. You know. Yeah. So I found I found the tweet. Good. We'll end with that um, before we go to break. Okay, I think it was fuck you, Melanie, or Melanie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, d- fuck you, Melanie. You know damn well your husband can end this immediately. You feck, you feckless, complicit piece of shit. Oh, amen to Kathy Griffin for that because, amen. yeah, no more kid amen. gloves. No more cl- kid gloves for Melanie. You're complicit. She, she is a piece of she shit. Later on. She later on went to say, I, know, I love Michelle Obama. And I know that Michelle Obama says that when they go low, we go high. But that's not my job anymore. Uh-huh. And I, I agree with that. I'm going to put this out there real quick. I'm glad that her office made a statement. Yeah. I, I found it feckless. But uh, at least it made a statement. But it's not enough. No, it's not. Her husband can stop this. And Melanie can stop this. Yeah. Every one of the first ladies that are still living in this nation have said something. Mm-hmm. And Melania is the one who kind of gave the most milk milk toast response. Uh, maybe it was egg toast was it, or lead toast. Egg toast. Egg on. <laughs> egg on toast. It was egg on it was yeah. boy um, talk. I don't like both anyway sides. we don't we don't have time to get that clip we got to go to the break I but know. yeah thank you for reading that though uh, when we come back more from Trump's cheerleader section over on Fox um, and uh, maybe one more decent human being I don't remember what I have um, but yeah so yes one more decent human being guaranteed with a Trump connection might add a very special connection to Trump um so let's go ahead and run to the break we'll be right back with the final hour of this tuesday edition of turn out the night right after this friends here's some exciting news everybody i know you can believe in yourself if you believe in yourself you will know how to turn up the night with kenny pick thumbs up everybody we're walking light out everybody 
Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. <laughs> on with the show. They couldn't even say Nazi. He would say, no, 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 Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. Now you may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up the um, Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. It is Tuesday. It is not the weekend. Although I wish it was because I just I'm hot off staycation. But I got to say, I'm loving having a routine again. Uh, so that that's working working for me. God, I am old. I, <laughs> I I'm so glad I'm back to work. I didn't know what to do with myself. Um, but anyway, welcome back, uh, Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania. Oh Jesus, <laughs> you're old. Uh, well, mm-hmm. relatively, relative to me. <laughs> <laughs> relative so, to you. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, yeah. It, it, routines are nice. I, yeah. I'm totally unstructured now. So. Uh. Yeah. Well, no, you you got some structure in your life, and that's good. Um, and uh, Rain from For Freedom's blog in Washington D.C. D.C. Welcome back. I, I I must have been doing a Google church for Washington D.C. Don't do a Google church. Yeah. So welcome back, Rain. Hello. So right. I have a quick thing to say. In case people didn't know, Trump went to Capitol Hill today to talk with members of Congress about his policy of you know separating kids at the border mm-hmm. and uh from michelle kaczynski on twitter uh okay she's got a blue star so she's legit okay um she said she said some members of congress yelled at trump as he left a meeting on the hill on immigration don't you have family it's not biblical and then a gop member on the hill Trump talked a lot about how popular he is and told members that the crying babies don't look good politically. Oh, my God. That's where we are, guys. We have a sociopath in office. Yeah. Hmm. Well, all right. Well, for the sake of time, we got to get to these other clips. But this is, you know, this is you're right. In the one clip I have, we'll we'll back that up completely. Uh, but I do want to play this first. Uh, no, I'll save that for last. Um, yeah, I want to play this first. This is a Fox and Friends over the last couple of days. Yesterday, Steve Ducey. God, I, I like Francie's idea. I really like. Uh, 
uh, Francie's idea of the the punch in the the throat. Um, uh, I got to find my my hacking noise again. Uh, there we go. There we go. So let, let's do it right. Yeah, it's Steve Ducey. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, here we go. Um, this is what he said about the cages. Uh, you know, we got from the Border Patrol some of the images inside these detention facilities. And you can see some have, you know, have likened them to concentration camps. Some refer to these as cages. Uh, and I can understand that point of view. I, look, I'm from a farm community. To me, what? I see the chain link fences. It's more like a, like a security pen to me. What? I'm from farm country. It's more like a security pen to me. Oh, so it's like how you kept the hogs out in farm country. Jesus. Now, my question to anybody who says th this isn't a cage. Okay, th here's my question to anybody who says it's not a cage. So the kids are free to come and uh, come and go as they please, right? They can no. they can walk right out. Nope. So it's a cage. Nope. Cage. You know. Yep. Yep. It's cage. Um, it's you know, cage. there's a reason why they don't call it a security pen match in wrestling when they put bar, you know, a cha chain link fence around it. You know what else they don't call it? Uh, a summer camp match. Oh God. Yeah. Ingram. They don't call it that. Yeah. That woman. Yeah. She's she's wretched. She's wretched. She is a feckless member of our country. So I see what you did there. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I mean, um, you could say that, you know, she's a, uh, well, here, let's see what Tobias Funke might refer to her as. Uh, you selfish country music loving lady. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's been a long time since I played that. Um, thank you for the help with the Mad Libs, everybody. Um, but yeah, I think before I bury that, you know, selfish country music loving lady. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and so uh, let's get to, um, yeah, and you know, like I said, anybody who says it's it's like basically like summer camp for kids, send your kids there then. If it's not that bad, I also want to want to call this out too. Glenn Beck, uh, who now prominently wears a MAGA hat on his show, you sell oh, out, whore! You fucking sell out. Um, and it, he posted he posted a story where it showed another center where you know refugees or you know immigrants were were kept, and they, were, they showed rooms with like five or six nice made beds. You know, kids' beds in them. And they're like, oh, well, well, then why the fuck did the government release these pictures back yeah, of the seriously. chain link fences? I was just going to ask you, Ken, how legit are his videos? Well, he just had some pictures on his Facebook page. I didn't look into it, but it was just like, this is the guy who took a truckload full of soccer balls and teddy bears down when we had the big, you know, in 2014 when all the kids came to the border. Mm hmm. Um, and he got shit from conservatives for doing that, for treating children like children. And now he's out there saying, oh, well, no, no, this is just fine. This is fine. And, you know, 
I'm calling bullshit on any pictures that he posted. Yeah, I am too. I I really am, because we can't even get pictures of the girls. Yeah. I mean, Kirsten Nielsen was like, oh, I didn't... You know, in... in, I know we're not going to play it from yesterday, but in the presser from yesterday, she she literally said to, to reporters who asked her about the girls, she's like, I haven't heard anything about that. I'll look into it and get back to you. Yeah. And and not so only that, Glenn Beck is posting that stuff. It's it's propaganda. It's lies. It is. It is. And and not only that, but guess what? There were no kids. There were no people at all in the pictures. They were just pictures of rooms with beds. It could have been a summer camp. Oh God. Okay. You know. So I mean, yeah. So it's it's all will definite. Uh, oh shit. Uh, so anyway, but so back to uh, Fox and Friends though. Um, Kaylee McEnany today. On Fox, I think that's who it is. If I'm wrong, I'm I'm sorry. She's the the weekend, the female weekday host. I think it's if it's not Kaylee McEnany, I don't know. I think I might be wrong on who that is. Um, but anyway, she said um, she she is again full propaganda for the Trump administration right here. Well, the law is the law, and it was passed by Congress, as Griff was, was mentioning. You can't even really blame an administration. These, this, these are people, Republicans and Democrats, that are serving in the Senate and in the House, and they have to change this. If you don't like it, they need to change the plan. The plan? They need to change oh, the it. plan? What plan? The policy? Trump's plan. The policy. She's so the stupid plan? that she doesn't even know how to say policy. You know, but no, but she's she's saying they need to change the law. But she said the plan, the plan. So yeah, so so there is that. Um, and that that's infuriating. But here's the real. I, I, I have given Brian Kilmeade credit in the past. He of the uh, shaven eyebrows. And I thought I had weak <laughs> eyebrows. That guy looks like the Mona Lisa. I love repeating that joke every time. Um. Yeah, Kilmeade, um, he just turned into Joseph Goebbels, full on with this. This is long and infuriating, and uh, this is from today. Separation is the issue that the First Ladies, past and present, weighing in, saying they're upset about it. 68% of independents are not for the separation, 91% of Dems and most Republicans. I get it. But here's the main issue. Figure out a way to keep parents and children together. But you know what the big issue is? You got 30,000 kids estimated are going to be here, non-citizens, flooding into our borders by the end of August, by the end of the summer. 250 a day. And as Nancy Pelosi steps over the homeless in San Francisco to hop on a plane to go to the border to have Excuse a hard me? bleed for, the, for people from other countries no. that are coming here, understand we are $20 trillion in debt. We have classrooms that overrun. We have teachers buying their own supplies. These kids hold up. Now you're concerned about teachers buying their own supplies. Now you're concerned about the homeless. I can guarantee to you, Nancy Pelosi's done a whole hell of a lot more for the homeless and teachers than any. Uh, uh, give me ten Republicans, twenty Republicans. I guarantee you, Nancy Pelosi's done a whole hell of a lot more, especially when you're talking about the Affordable Care Act. Oh my so, God! So, so Kilmeade. But no, it doesn't get to the most infuriating part yet. Oh. It's it's yet to come. It's come in fantastic, Oprah Winfrey. I'm glad you're upset about it. Okay, why is he going after Oprah? Why didn't he go after Laura Pickles Bush? 
Oh my god! Because pic- pickles came out, you know, uh, you know, he's just throwing out names. Oh, oh, liberals, li- women, black women. Well, you know, uh, speak about women, women. Yeah, speak about a conservative woman. Speak about Laura Bush. So, so basically, he's basically. I, I got to say this. Basically, sure. he's saying, why didn't women fix the world? Oh why yeah, isn't that problem? quaint? Isn't that a fucking? Oh my god, yeah. Seriously, I've been trying to keep my cool all night. I really have. I um, yeah. Fuck you. Fuck this, you. Fuck you. This is the most infuriating. Clip. Trying to save the world, and now to have goddamn fucking white supremacist sympathizers sitting there and trying to blame women for Trump's policies on the border, for Trump's policies trying to take, not even trying. He is separating parents from children. Fuck mm-hmm. you. Fuck you, Tucker Carlson. Fuck you, Kilmeade. Fuck all of you. Fuck mm-hmm. you. Okay, well, I think I'm done. Well, oh, listen to the, the, the end of this, oh. and uh, we'll get Joe's take on this, because this is this is raw Nazi-style propaganda here. But what these kids get fanned out to working-class neighborhoods into our society, and then they have to be paid for by English as a second language, and then they got to be schooled, and a lot of them, uh, sadly, right. when in my neighborhood, turn into uh, um, uh, MS-13. What? So the bottom line oh. is, there are, there's, the thing is, these kids are coming across. Right. You don't have to vilify somebody. You have to solve the issue. You don't have to vilify somebody. You have to solve the issue. But he just said that these kids... Vilified. He said... he Kilmeade said, I don't know where he lives, but Kilmeade just said, Joe, that in his neighborhood, a bunch of immigrant kids have turned into MS-13 gang members. Yeah. My, my, my neighborhood, too. I have them all over the place. Oh, yeah, me, too. Have, and I'm, I'm in you know, Cleveland. Yeah. And I'm in the sticks in Pennsylvania. God. Look, you know, as somebody on MSNBC pointed out today, and I think we've been saying it for a long time, let's stop calling Fox News news or Fox News. It's Trump state television. Yeah. Period. Done. That's all it is. It's a propaganda wing of Trump's ass. It's like wind coming out of his ass. Mm-hmm. If you could stand it. And that's it. That's all they are. Except for Shep yeah, Smith. The thing is that people listen to him. I- you know what? People people go there to have what they already feel reinforced. That's yeah. my feeling. They go there because they're white. They hate it that there was a black guy in the White House for eight years. And he wasn't a servant. He was the president. And that pisses them off. And also they weren't uh, able to, you know, to... Uh, to mine, uh, mine coal anymore. Brian Kilmeade and lives in. By the in, way, coal mines are not coming back in Pennsylvania. Brian Kilmeade. Brian Kilmeade lives in Malibu. Oh well, I'm sure that any member of MS13 oh. can afford to live there. Yeah, yeah, Malibu. I understand is an MS13 hotbed. See, and this is this hotbed. is this is where it. When 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 I hear conservatives talk about this stuff, it does piss me off. I actually live in a neighborhood that's one neighborhood away where we do have MS-13 members. We really do. Well, Dad, but in Malibu, they ride up and down <laughs> in their Jaguars, screaming 
obscenities. Yeah. And and I live, you know, where I live, um, I'm certain there are. I mean, we where where we live, we're about you know, we're uh, about uh, two or three miles from Pedophile Village, which is like <laughs> Section Eight housing where all these uh, sexual predators end up going to live. Um, because they can't live anywhere else, right? Yeah, because they can't yeah. live anywhere else. Um, we have, uh, you know, we're, we're very close to, um, you know, a, a bunch of, uh, I mean, but that's the thing. I mean, people want to say, you know, about big cities. Yeah. Yeah. East Cleveland, there's a lot, you know, a, a lot more African-Americans than, than the West side. But for the most part, our city is diverse in all areas and yeah. our city is diverse in crime because we have gang members from like, you know, we got... You know the, the the I don't know exactly what they call themselves, but there are gangs. There are I mean I know we have uh, white supremacist gangs that you know, um, uh, oh, yeah. on the outskirts of Cleveland. I know we have militias. Uh, you know um, they've shown up which doing be considered gangs. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it, which my, that's my opinion, but. They're just, they yeah, I think so, you know, and, you know, and we have, you know, minority gangs in, in the city. There's no real hotbed that I know about. I'm sure maybe Collinwood areas like that, but that's even more been more up and coming. And, you know, we, you know, integration in our area, honestly, yeah, there's crime in Cleveland, but it's not that bad because, we have integrated and we have become more accepting of other people. Yeah. I mean, it's not, there is a crime watch there, you know, there, there are crime watch pages for different neighborhoods on Facebook and stuff like that. And there are people who are robbed at gunpoint and everything. Um, there are bank robberies. We had a bank robbery, uh, on one of the streets over from us a couple years ago. Yeah. This shit happens, but no, there's yeah. MS 13 in fucking Malibu. Here's the thing. What the Here's something hell? that a lot of people don't talk about. Fucking MS, MS-13 started out in California. So when you hear Trump talking about MS-13, and he's trying to make it sound like it's down there in, in South America, and it really is a big problem down in South America. Mm -hmm. It started right here in America. It started right here in You're right. America. You're right. So. so if he wants to talk about MS-13 and he wants to talk about crime, then maybe he needs to take a look about how, how to prevent crime and how to prevent teenagers from being enticed into joining gangs like the Crips, mm -hmm. the Bloods, and all the other things. I, well, just, I, I'm so disgusted by it. I am too. Uh, yeah. Uh, now, I want to get to this this last real murder fisty uh, couple clips here because these are both short, but Trump gets his news from TV. We all know that. We just had Fox and Friends, you know, uh, repeating the talking points from the White House on this, right? Oh, man, he is going to he's going to tongue kill me the next time he sees him for saying, you know, MS-13s in Malibu. You know, he's going to hug him harder than the flag and hump and leave a stain on Kill Me the next time he sees him. I'm so sorry for that visual, everyone. Maybe he'll give him, maybe he'll give him special eyebrows. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, give me a moment. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, and that is that is terrible. Ooh, and I will buzz myself. Um, uh, but yeah. So uh, and, and seriously, Trump, stop hugging the flag. Don't mess around with God's America. Stop hugging the flag, you child. Oh. You child. Did you see the video of him hugging the flag today? Yes. No, there was a new yes. one. A new yes. one. Yes. After I think he gave his after he gave his Canada Canada Canadians are coming here and stealing our shoes. Yeah. Speech. Mm-hmm. All right. I heard the speech. Well, I got rid of cable. He, he really yeah. hugged the fucking flag. I'll send you. Again. I'll send you. Yeah, I'll he send you. The, he kind of humped it too. I could, it, it looked like there was a little motion there where he kind of did a hump. Oh, I, he he dry humped. He dry yeah. humped. Yeah, I'm, I'm certain. Some guys, say. Really? Oh, yeah. Some say. Oh yeah, there was a yeah. big Ooh, wet spot. Yeah. In his pants. Well, right. now come on. So. No, there was. There was. Oh, I got the buzzer. And now it's okay. I'll, I'll actually give you the. I'll give, I'll give you the A train. Um. All right. So so listen to this, Ann Coulter. Um, and I'm sorry to do this to everybody. This is a short clip. This is what Ann Coulter said last night on some weird Fox program I've never seen before with some English guy. Um, and he made Fox hosts feel uncomfortable. Or, I'm sorry. She, Ann Coulter made people feel uncomfortable when uh, she made this comment. Um, but, uh, listen, yeah, just listen. And I would also say one other thing, these child actors weeping and crying on all the other networks 24 seven right now, um, do not fall for it, Mr. President. Um, I get very nervous about the president getting well, his news from TV because, um, okay. I, I also have an idea of America. I don't Yorker. know if I, well, I don't, a New Yorker I, I don't know article, if that's... New Yorker is not a conservative okay. publication. They describe so I told you we wouldn't get a word in. <laughs> These kids are being. I'm so sorry. We have to go. They're given scripts to read by liberals, according to the New Yorker. Don't fall uh, for the actor children. Oh my God. Mm hmm. Ann Coulter said that uh, last night or the night before. I don't know. The past few days, she said that about regarding. And again, I'm not playing the audio of the kids crying on the show. That's my policy. My personal policy is when people are genuinely suffering. Um, you know, in, in in times of duress, I'll play somebody crying if they're passionate about something, but I won't play I won't play audio of of people suffering. You can see that on the news. You can watch it in your own time, but I won't do that. I won't pl- play audio of people being tortured. And I'm glad that you do that, Ken. But these kids cannot read English. Well. Don't tell First Trump all, that. She said the same thing about the Parkland students, didn't she? Wasn't that the thing that all these kids were scripted? They were uh, actors? I don't know if she was no, in on that, but I wouldn't be surprised. That. I wouldn't be surprised, but I can't say with well, any certainty. Uh, somebody did. Somebody was saying that about them. Yeah. That they were they were all... Uh, uh, that was Ingram. Was that Ingram? It was Laura Ingram. Oh, okay. Actually, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. How could, you mi- how could you mix them up? For to say that these are crisis actors is assuming that these kids know how to read English unless she thinks that there's a global crisis actor network. Well, here's the thing. disgusting. Here's the thing. This is really important. This is the most important thing that we're playing tonight is what Ann Coulter said last night and what Donald Trump said today. 
The other thing they have is they have professional lawyers. Some are for good, others are do-gooders, and others are bad people. And they tell these people exactly what to say. They say, say the following. They write it down. I am being harmed in my country. My country is extremely dangerous. I fear for my life. Say that. Congratulations. You'll never be removed. This is given to them by lawyers who are waiting for them to come up. And they're not all bad people. They're impractical people. But in a way, that's cheating because they're giving them statements. They're not coming up for that reason. They're coming up for many other reasons and sometimes for that reason. So here's the thing. Ann Coulter said that within the last couple of days on Fox News. And if he didn't see this weird show again, I, it's a new show on Fox that I've never seen before. I have no fucking idea what it is. Some English host who's bald. Um, and like, <laughs> I think Kimberly Guilfoyle was there. So or not Kimberly Guilfoyle. She's the one. I don't remember who it is. Um, but one of the people from the five was on it. And then um, Coulter and somebody else. I don't even remember. It was so nondescript and so blah. But Coulter said that. I'm concerned about this. And she looked into the camera and yes. she and she said, these are child actors. And Trump went and he ran with that. Somebody, if he wasn't watching that show, somebody sent him that clip and they were like, this is what you need to say. Yeah. Now, I don't think it's going to work. It hasn't worked against I, the Parkland God, kids. right. I'm it, really nervous. It hasn't worked against the Parkland kids. It didn't work against the, you know, the with Alex Jones going against the Sandy Hook uh, families and the the children who died, saying that they were, um, whatever actors, you know, um, kids were white. Yeah, Sandy Hook kids were white. Yeah. I'm so, nervous about this. I well, really am. I, I, yeah. I don't like saying that, but well, if you look at the polls Latin of the people, kids. yeah, if you look at the polls of people who are disgusted by this, yeah, I mean, there's like 58 percent of Trump supporters basically are like, yeah, America, fuck yeah, do that. Everybody else is disgusted. They're trying to they're trying to spike the football on this, and I, I don't know if it's going to work out for them, but. I don't see I don't see how it can. I've been surprised in the past about how ugly uh, some you know things can get with what people can get away with uh, politically. But man, I, I if they pull this Hail Mary out with with you know using these kids as you know uh, look at me sports talk guy, you know with a, a, as a political football um you know, I, if they pull this one off, uh, you know, I'm just, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I'm going to change formats of the show and just talk about something else. <laughs> you know, sports. Thing, we'll do sports. Yeah, well, you in can, it, we'll do a sports show. We advocated against bringing in more immigration or judges. Yeah. Not lawyers, judges. Yeah, yeah. He wants, he wants less judges. And, um, yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. And, and there were there have been people out there saying, Tucker Carlson was saying, bring in more judges. I, I cut, cut it out of what he said, but Tucker Carlson said that. Jason Chaffetz said, bring in more lawyers. lawyers. But, it, you know, and they're saying, that's what you should do if you're against it, liberals. But 
who's in control? Yeah. Who can bring in more more judges? Not us. Right. <clears throat> We're right. in a bad place. Yeah. And they're not letting people in the, those centers anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So if if you were a, a lawyer or a judge or whatever, Send would they let you in? So lawyers uh, can't get in there. Reporters can't get in there. Hell, senators can't get in there. So it looks like Ann Coulter fell back in love with Trump uh, today. Yes, um, she did. So you know that that's uh, the what a fun, sexy time for them. Mm. Um, wait until he's done with Kill Me, though. He's got to give him some fancy eyebrows. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, I, I mean, there you go. Trump is informed by what people are saying on Fox News. There, there it is. I mean, I know we we all knew it. It's not like I'm surprising anybody once again. We're not surprised, but that was just so blatant. That was so fucking blatant. And I I don't see how... He put his policy out there, and now he's feeding off of his policy. Yeah, and and he's, he's looking for advice on how to justify the policy, and he just did with a conspiracy theory from Ann Coulter. Yes. You know? Yeah. On a new, and, and that New Yorker piece wasn't even remotely close to what she was saying, but go figure, because Ann Coulter's been lying forever. If you haven't seen it, her debate with Al Franken, RIP your political career, Al Franken. Um, but if you've ever seen him, um, there was a, a, a satire piece where she she took seriously or tried to twist and make it sound seriously where she was like some liberal said we should all fly naked so we wouldn't have to be you know scanned and searched you know for weapons and something you know freaking out uh, about that and franken read the article and was like um eh, bullshit <laughs> so yeah yeah i mean just That's little things I think like we that we all have to start doing more and more of the same way that Al Franken countered right-wing stupidity. Yeah, just don't be so grabby. So, uh, <laughs> uh, right, I, I, think, I think that we have to do this more and more. Don't go macking we on Tina Dupuis. We have to do Dupuis. what Al Franken used to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, But anyway, uh, let's go ahead and uh, run to the break. I have one kind of happy uh, uh, quote uh, or clip that I want to play for folks um uh and then we'll do mad libs and wrap things up but yeah so um you know i've tried to remain calm i have lost my shit a little bit but not nearly as bad as i have in the past uh so that's why like i said we leave that to nicholas cage yeah so anyway (laughs) let's go ahead and hit the break we'll be right back with the final segment of this tuesday edition of turn up the night right after this become acquainted with the enlightened turn up the night with Kenny Pick system in contrast to the outdated capitalistic way of life you are now prepared for the next step of your indoctrination which will be most difficult you are listening to Indie Media Weekly I am Michelle Lagan co-host and Dungeon Master of Mike Check Radio and I am Miles Lagan co-host and Galaxy Master of Mike Check Radio you know a Galaxy Master is just a glorified Dungeon Master, except for you played the laser swords. They're called lightsabers? 
Anyways, tune in every Saturday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern to hear host Adam Hebert and us discuss politics and nerd stuff. Indie Media Weekly. All the power without the tower. Shit off your chest This is what you play when people got you fed up This is what you play when you just don't give a fuck This is what you need when your car breaks down This is what you need when there's traffic all around This is what you need when you just walk in And catch your fiance with your best friend This is what you play when you get laid off And find out that your final check's way off This is what you need when you run out of weed Or your baby mama tripping with your firstborn seed what you need when them ends don't meet This is what you need when you fighting in the street This is what you play when you all the way through This is what you play when you say fuck you, fuck you. This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air fuck you. If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air fuck you. This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air fuck you. If you ever been stuck this is what you play if your boss is a jerk This is what you play when you on the way to work This is what you need when you come up shorter Or at the drive-thru when they fuck up your order This is what you play when you waiting in line This is what you play when people wasting your time This is what you need when someone breaks your heart And says me and you we need some time apart what you play when you got dirt on your shoulder This is what you play when the police pull you over This is what you need when you just can't stand it Every time you do right, they take you for granted This is what you play when we in a recession This is what you play when politicians don't listen This is what you play when you all the way through This is what you play when you say fuck you, fuck you This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking in the air. This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air. If you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air. Fuck you, I'm me. That's how I'ma do. If you don't like it, fuck you, do you? If you don't like it, say fuck you too. Or some of you might say suck my food. This is about being real with yourself. Sometimes you gotta say fuck everybody else. Sometimes you gotta let people do what they do. Sometimes you gotta stop them and say fuck you, fuck you. This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air. If you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air. This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air. If you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air.
Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santos, a co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland's. Like Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Washington, D.C. Thank you, Scranton. And thank you, Malibu, for all your MS-13 contributions to the world. (laughs) Stupid. Uh, so, uh, welcome back, uh, everybody. Um, I want to play this because I've been teasing this all night that there's somebody with a very special connection to the Trump, uh, family, uh, who was on, uh, Fox on the Fox and friends panel discussion about detaining children. Right. And, uh, his name is Michael Wilds. Michael Wilds is an attorney. More importantly, Michael Wilds is an immigration attorney. Even more important than that, Michael Wilds is Melania Trump and her family's immigration attorney. This is the man who helped get Melania Trump and her family status as American citizens. And uh, the panel was heavily stacked conservative. Um, and again, you know, they probably thought, oh, well, let's get Melania Trump's, uh, immigration attorney on here. He'll, he'll toe the line. Well, let's see if he did. Michael Wilds is sitting behind you, immigration attorney. You represent Melania Trump. You helped her get into this country, her parents and her sister as well. So what exactly does happen to these kids? How do we ensure that they're safe until they're reunited with their parents? And when are they reunited? So first, thank you for having me. The inhumanity of what we're seeing in separating goes against the very ethos of our founding uh, documents and fathers. Children are separated because this president has decided that he's going to hold the letter of the law. He's going to put people first into the federal criminal system. When a parent is introduced to the federal criminal system, by certain consent decrees, children have to then be placed in the Health and Human Service uh, Division and they're quarantined until the parents come out. If they're given a credible fear interview for asylum, if they have remedies, if they've re-entered the United States after being deported, there are different kinds of dispositions. In the end, it's really a matter of priorities. When our founding fathers fought the pirates on the high seas, we didn't lose the moral compass of what it is to be America. 
When we're dealing with this challenge, we should not be quarantining our children from parents. The inhumanity of what we see is reminiscent of detention centers, of Nazi Germany, of the slave trade. We can do better when we try to figure out this problem. And let's not forget, this problem needs to be fixed because the greatest risk takers and the greatest entrepreneurs historically have been immigrants in this country. Wow. Amen. Amen. And you should have seen the head shaking and the squirming and the the anger from the rest of that panel. Wow. They were not happy. He turned against the Trumps. Yeah. I mean, did they just expect him to be just along with the Trump cult? Pretty much. I think that, that that's what they were hoping for. I have a, another clip if you want to hear it. It's a it's a um, David Webb. He's an African American conservative uh, talker that they have on Fox all the time. And he, uh, uh, yeah, I'm just gonna play it. But he feigns this this oh, I just can't. How dare you? How dare you? Yeah, this is important because there, there's a couple points that I want to make uh, after this. But li- listen to this. David, Fox News contributor, you're shaking your head. We heard uh, Michael no, Hayden. I, I am offended. Okay. Okay, Michael. Oh, my. You actually sat here and pulled the Michael Hayden, Birkenau, other comments about concentration camps, Auschwitz, Mogilev, and then go to the slave trade? Well, really? The, the this is the problem that we have. The Democrats, largely, Republicans to blame in their own part, play the emotion, the over-the-top and the hyperbole game and draw this rather than talking about how we solve. This is a facet of a much larger issue. And this is where you choose to go with it on national television. It's disgusting, well, frankly. Well, Let's talk about solutions when you're ready, Ainsley. Okay, here's the thing. This is what what's really important to me is Michael Wilds spoke about facts and history. And his solution was to not do things that were similar. And that Trump could easily with a phone call end this and go back to what happened during the Obama administration and the Bush administration. Michael Wilds wasn't talking from an emotional standpoint. He was talking from an intellectually honest historical standpoint about things that have already happened. If that makes you emotional, talking about things that are similar to this, then that's your problem. But if you can't understand the direct correlation that these concentration camps for children have next to other atrocities that have been committed in the Western world then that is your problem. You know, oh, this is the problem with liberals. They want to dictate through your emotions. Oh, and you don't think that what's going on right now with the Trump administration and all the cultists isn't full-on fear-mongering? Fear is the most powerful emotion there is. And to play on one's fears with economic anxiety or your country is changing that's what they want to do to you and they want them to move into your neighborhoods and look at my malibu neighborhood it's already happened oh hair on fire talk about ruling from an emotional standpoint that's exactly what these freaks are doing 
I think that these freaks are doing something else. You know, they're they're sitting there and talking about how we as Democrats and liberals are ruling from or or trying to make change through emotion. What what I never hear from any conservative is morality. Mm-hmm. And and that word is really important to me. Morality. You know, you can be emotional. I'm a very emotional woman. I have been trying really hard not to cry all night. But I know for a fact that everything that I posted today and everything that I've said is based on a morality. Yes. Which is not emotional. No. There's a big difference between those two things. To me, to me, morality is a combination of emotions and intellectual honesty and history. Emotions like empathy and understanding. Because you have to have empathy and understanding if you're going to honestly talk about things that have happened. I I really... You know what? I actually do agree with that. And maybe I should rephrase all of what I just said because... No, you're you're in the ballpark. You're in the ballpark, you know? The thing is, is I, one of my one of my big things that I live with is that feelings are not fact. They just aren't. No. I'm angry. If I'm angry, that's not a fact. That's my feeling. If I act out on my anger, then the results of my anger become fact. Exactly. Um, but facts can inform and clarify emotions. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You know, so why do I, I feel like, why do I feel this way? Yeah. You know, that's what I go through all the time. That's that's actually my life. Why am and, I feeling stressed? Why am I feeling yeah. paranoid? Why am I feeling unhappy? Why am I feeling this? Why am I feeling that? Mm-hmm. I need to go back to the facts of what's happening and process it and then get through it because I'm a very emotional person. Yeah. So when I hear these guys sit back and say, oh, this is all bullshit. I I'm not really happy about that. I don't yeah. like what they're doing because that's like a like a sub level of gaslighting. Yeah, and now, Joe, the conservatives are trying to get us to question our feelings. Yeah, and and that's mm-hmm. that's that's horseshit. But yeah, Joe, uh, you know, I mean, for them to try and get us to question, that's that's the horseshit, is what I'm saying. But um, mm-hmm. but Joe, I mean, the thing is, when when they say that when when they try and accuse us. Uh, as liberals of trying to you know dictate policy based on emotion or or, or whatever, I, I think what it is is it's almost like they're trying to deny their humanity because we're we uh, as liberals are in tune with things like empathy that help create a better worldview and a better understanding of what's happened in the past. So they want to try and demonize the emotion aspect of that and be like, oh, it has nothing to do with that. No, no, you're just trying to hurt my feelings, you know? So I think it's almost like envy that we, we're we emotionally mature and are capable of recognizing patterns and in the ugliness that we don't want to have repeat. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um you know, emotion is another word for empathy, like you said. Mm-hmm. It's what makes us human. Yeah. And 
without it, then we're just in a jungle looking to eat each other. I mean, we're hunting each other. We're, we're, we're just looking for prey. I mean, what makes us human is our empathy and our love and our emotion. And, and that the fact that we can feel for people we don't even know. I don't have to know the children in a cage to know they shouldn't be in a cage. Mm-hmm. That was brought up today, as a matter of fact. It, Stephanie Rule, uh, somebody said to her, well, you know, you don't even have children or s- something like that. Or to somebody, she says, you don't have to have children. Same as I don't have to have cancer and I don't have to have heart disease or I don't have to have t- to feel bad for people who have it. It's called empathy. It's called being a human. Yeah. And, and you know, having empathy and understanding, you know, uh, you might, and if you see somebody who's going through some kind of struggle that might possibly be preventable in certain instances, like maybe substance abuse or something like that, you might want to try and help someone who's going through that at the same time help yourself from falling into that. And emotions will inform that, you know. I mean, just yeah. just little little things, little things everywhere, you know. It almost I mean, feels like it almost feels like that. There's certain segments of our society who are trying to make people like me, you, and you, Ken and Joe, and all of our listeners, we're supposed to feel guilty because we have empathy. It it really almost feels like there are people out there. We're trying to remove empathy as a really good human quality trait. Yeah, yeah, and and you're you're. I think you're you're definitely you're 100 right on that. And and on the converse, these are the same people that will accuse us of trying to make people feel bad by being politically correct or you know uh, you know oh you're just trying to make me feel bad because i really want to say the n-word and you're just trying to you know they can say it why can't we say it well if you thought about it for two fucking seconds and if you were an emotionally mature individual you would understand why that's not right so i think emotion given up their empathy uh, yeah exactly you know emotion and in logic and in reason, all the in facts and history and everything, science, it all goes together. You know, and in in what we're dealing with is people who reject the core of our humanity, and that is deep abiding emotions about important things. You know, it, it changes too. It changes every, you know, every minute we're on the face of this planet. And if they can't adapt, they lash out. And, you know, if, if they can't understand it, it's it's no different than than levels of reading abilities, right? You know, there's people who have, you know, elementary school reading level, middle school reading level. It's the same with emotions, and I don't want to shame anybody if they're if they have like maybe a chemical imbalance that you know causes them to not develop emotionally properly, but for them I, to I lash, don't think we're doing that. I don't but, think you're doing that. But for that, people to lash out and say it's you who are trying to dictate by emotions when they are preying on the most primal 
uh, uh, emotion, and that's fear. When they're just trying to capitalize, and that's exactly what Trump has done. That's exactly what Trump is going to continue to do. Um, but uh, anyway, this has been a, this has actually been a fan, fantastic discussion. Yeah, but I uh, uh, talking about logic and emotions and everything makes me have to play a Spock clip now. Logic is a little tweeting bird chirping in a meadow. Logic is a wreath of pretty flowers which smell bad. <laughs> anyway, I love that line. Yeah, I, that. I forgot I had that. So I was like. We're talking about emotions and and stuff. We got we gotta we gotta see what Spock I have, and of course uh, this one. Uh, you know, logic clearly dictates that the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Mm. Mm. Well, <laughs> but again, empathy—it's important. All right. Well, we're we're running yeah. long. We yeah. That, that was a great that was a great way to end this. I think hopefully folks took things away from that. Uh, I you know um and. But no, for anybody who wants to say that, you know, you're being emotional, you're being hysterical, you're being this, as long as you tie your emotions into credible facts and in, again, you know, empathy is, is more than just an emotion. Empathy is a logical and a reasonable understanding of other things that have happened. Thank and you. possibly will happen. It's more, it's, it's, it's. It's like being prescient. Prescient. You know, it, it's having hindsight and an eye towards the future. Yes. To try and I'm you know. So glad you said that. Well, I'm you know I'm so glad I said it too because I honestly my mind is reeling right now and you know in 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 playing all of these clips has kind of gotten me to this crescendo, you know that this is where real human beings need to be and you know it's not like i want to shame trump cultists for not being human i'm sure you'd pass the dna test but you know the logic reason and emotion test probably not so i want to know where their empathy is um probably the same place their anti-gun bumper sticker is (laughs) so uh non-existent um you know it's empathy if it's for them you know it's like they want they want everybody to pity them they want their pity party but god forbid you you know you try and get their 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 mind working in a direction to where they have to consider somebody else in their lot in life so anyway we got mad libs they're pink mad libs everybody (laughs) we're gonna go over a little bit but we can't go over too much because hey joe the tim carmel show is coming up what was uh what was the latest uh, show like? Can you tell us, uh, give us a little hint? Uh, yeah, we did a little uh, timeshare uh, advertising for, uh, oh. yeah, for the uh, new timeshares that'll be on the North Korean beaches soon. So. Uh, oh, good, good. Yes. Looking yes. forward to that. So, uh, but uh, anyway, yeah, uh, let's go ahead and get to the Mad Libs real quick. They're almost done. Uh, our our uh, wonderful listeners uh, helped me out considerably on these. So, let's go ahead and uh, hit the Mad Libs, folks. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. This is madness. Don't get mad, get Mad Libs. <laughs> Oh, God bless Matt Libs. All right. Rain, let's start with you. I need a number. 22. All right. Joe, an adjective. 
You there, Joe? Did you oh, mute? Sorry. Yeah. I was moot. <laughs> I was moot and you... mute. Uh, mute? Uh, ugly. Ugly. Uh, oh, okay. I was going to say, uh, mute could be your your adjective. Um, could be. So, <laughs> all right. Rain, uh, male conservative. Male conservative? Um Yeah, I think Tucker Carlson is a Klansman. Um, you want to do Tucker Klansman? Roger Stone. Roger, Roger Stone. Stone. All right. Get me Roger Stone. Y'all have to um, watch that documentary. I know. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> uh, Joe, a place. Um. Xanadu. <laughs> Xanadu, Xanadu. <laughs> By uh, Olivia Newton John and Electric Light Orchestra Light did the music orchestra. for that movie. <laughs> that know. is a that's a fucking combo. Um, Rain, I need uh part of the body. Oh, it's already been used, uh. by the way. A part of the body that's already been used? No, I'm saying the one. <laughs> the one has already been used. Okay. Um, you know, penis has already been used. Don't say penis in this house! Yeah, because I know that people out in the chat room. Y'all love using penis. Can we just go with... Um, don't say penis in this house! Yes. It'll have to be singular, singular, though. Um... Joe, I need an adverb. Smartly. Okay. And uh, Rain, I need a noun. Ball. And Joe, last word, I need a silly word. Giggles. <laughs> All right. That is a silly word. And uh, all right, let me let me get this music fired back up. Oh, come on, stop it, stop it, stop it. All right, here we go. These are two Mad Libs from, once again, as promised, totally pink Mad Libs with pink paper. With pink, it was it was a, it was a real treat to to write on pink paper. So, all right, I went with the first one in the book. It's called Pinktastic. All right. <laughs> My absolute favorite Nazi in the whole slimy world is pink. What? <laughs> Everything I wear is pink from my head down to my penises. Don't say penis in this house! I redecorated my room with pink wallpaper, pink carpeting, and pink failures. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. There's pink failures? There's uh, nothing sadder than a pink failure. Was that Tucker Carlson and his brother? Pink failures? Oh um, I cover all oh. my school evil businessmen in pink paper <laughs> and only use pink assholes to write my homework. Oh. Well... Yeah, all right. That would be all the white men who went to Tucker Carlson's military. Well, they're kind of pink if you slap them across the face. Um, 
<laughs> and uh, all right, so uh, let me see. Uh, I even got permission from the disgusting principal to paint my locker pink. I can't wait till I turn 22 years old and get my orange license because I've been saving up money to buy a hot pink convertible Quizling. <laughs> it will be so evil. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll have an ugly pink house too. And and you can have um, John Cougar Mellencamp come over and sit on your porch with me. <laughs> Just thinking of that. <laughs> 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 we know all the references here, folks. <laughs> yeah, oh, we're full of them. <laughs> I actually know that little pink house, but anyway. For you and me? Uh, <laughs> then there will be no doubt in anybody's dumb fuck that pink is my favorite color in the whole wide simpleton. Perfect. All right, uh, here we go. Here's our second uh, Mad Lib from... Uh, totally pink Mad Libs. This is the cutest boy in school. Okay. <laughs> I cannot believe it. Roger Stone, the most shitty boy in school, talked to me today. <laughs> we were sitting in the Xanadu, and he turned around and asked to borrow my avocado toast. <laughs> At first, I was so shocked, I couldn't find the burnt words to respond. I just sat there staring at him smartly. But then he smiled his illegal smile. <laughs> and I calmed down and reached into my bratwurst to get it for him. Well, you keep your avocado toast bratwurst. inside your bratwurst? I think it, it keeps longer that way. Yeah, I'm sure. It doesn't, doesn't get moldy. <laughs> More preservatives. <laughs> yeah. when, he, when he turned back around, I smacked myself in the testicle. Oh. 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 He must oh, have must thought have been swollen. He oh, must have wow. thought I was out of my fucktard. Yeah. <laughs> he must have thought I was out of my fucktard. But when but when thank you, Trojan Rabbit, for that word. Uh but when class was over, he didn't seem to think I was from an uh, I'm sorry. But when class was over, he didn't seem to think I was from Planet Giggles. He gave me back my air conditioner and walked me to rat poison class. <laughs> rat fucker class would, would be more like it with a writer's stone. I hope he forgets his ball and needs to borrow mine again tomorrow. <laughs> there you go. Pink Mad Libs, everybody. Oh my god. So, it's so wow. totally awesome. So oh. totally pink. Um, wow. and filthy. <laughs> uh, and Scooter Can says, don't say bratwurst in this house. Don't say penis bratwurst. <laughs> bratwurst. Yeah. I will always say bratwurst in this house. We love the bratwurst. There you go. We love it with salsa. Schnitzengruben. And we love it with the schnitzel. <laughs> and your lederhosen and... and I love lederhosen. I love to chew that leather. Yeah, oh, definitely. Geez. So, <laughs> thank you, Joe. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here's a beer uh, stain for you. Yeah, there you go. Now I was looking for the the 
line from Blazing Saddles where you know she's like another Schnitzengruben. He's like, baby, I am stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I she says something like that, um, but I don't know she if I have that. Pretty much said that. It's fine. I love yeah. that movie so much. I love her. I do. I do have I'm Madeline Kahn going, going and coming. Oh yeah. I love this. I love this. We don't get to play it enough. Baby, please. I am not from Havana. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, all right. We're, we're almost 10, 10 minutes over. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, do parting shots. Rain, why don't you go first tonight? Oh, okay. My parting shot is that I've been trying really hard not to cry all night. Um. But what I want to say is to everybody who feels like me, like you feel like, what can I do? There are things that you can do. Seek them out. You don't have to protest. You don't have to get on the streets. But you can donate a dollar, two dollars to to any any, you know, any firm that's like we're, we're lawyers and we want to represent the children because every one of those children they need lawyers. They don't even know how to ask for lawyers. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of things that you can do. Please don't get discouraged. Please don't please don't don't think that there's nothing you can do. There are things that you can do and we need everybody in this fight because honest to God, I really feel like we're really in the fight of our lives to save our rep- representative democracy. That's my party shot, and I wish it was happier, but don't it give is. up, people. It's hopeful. Please don't give it, up. It's hopeful, and I give you an amen. 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 Happy is, or happy is a close relative of hopeful. Uh, yeah. So, good job. All right, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania. What do you got on the way out, sir? Well, uh, Kansas Secretary of State and man that is still on a waiting list for a brain Chris Kobach. Uh, oh, this is was beautiful. Turned, was turned down by a federal judge and said that Kansas cannot require documentary proof of U.S. citizenship to register to vote. So I say to uh, Chris Kobach, fuck you. But wasn't he also ordered to go? take remedial legal classes because he bungled it so bad yeah he was yeah he, he has to complete an heard. additional six hours of legal education <laughs> on top of other requirements before he renew his law license she imposed sanctions for his numerous disclosure violations Chris Kobach going back to school <laughs> you dipshit <laughs> Good job, go to law school. Yeah, if you're going to come into my court, go to law school first. <laughs> oh my God, that was that was that was this really the guy a thing that of Trump was like. He's going to give us. He was know, the head of the the fraud yes. investigation force. Jesus, they were going to upend all the fraud and they were going to expose it all and and there was going to be new voter registration. Re- requirements and oh and then he disappeared and now he has to go to law school wah, wah. Oh, 
Wow. So terrible. Wow. All right. Well, on that note, I want to wrap things up right now. Great show uh, to both of you. Uh, great conversation. Sorry things are so heavy, but, you know, this is a, this is an important show that needed to be done tonight. Um, uh, but you know what? I'll tell you what I did do to make, lift everybody's spirits is I queued up Xanadu by... Uh, Electro- <laughs> Electric Light Orchestra in Olivia Newton-John that'll play right before the Tim Carmel show. So I gotta okay. I gotta log off to make sure that everybody gets a chance to hear that before Tim and uh, Joel come on and entertain us. So uh, have a lovely evening. We'll see everybody on Friday. Check out all the other fine programs here on Indie Media Weekly. And uh, ciao, baby. Ciao. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Why, you Nazi bastard. He couldn't even say Nazi. He won't say no, Ralph. No, 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 no